Well, you didn't finish the whole thing, did you? No, I can barely eat any of it. It was that, it was gonna stab my mouth. <laughs> he got red. He just like scurried down into that little fucking thing, and he was almost too fat to do it. Wow. Into that like plate. Yeah. Uh, you think the rats are gonna overtake everything eventually? Well, I think they're planning on it. That's the secret of him. Oh shit. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, listen. Well, this is more loosey goosey now. This is this is what the people want. Well, for all you new heads out there listening to episode ten, uh, what was that like? A pork uh, skin? Uh, oh, like, it's a pigskin diaries. I just wrote like the pork flesh chronicles. Pork flesh chronicles. Yeah, like. Uh, uh, um, I wanted to call it Michael Bowser. The wait, wait, I had it written down actually. Oh, in a different fucking notebook. Um. Well, it doesn't. It, does. it matters a little bit. I wanted to call it Michael Bowser, a great iron legacy defined. And then you came at me with Pigskin Diaries, so I liked Michael Bowser, the Pigskin Diaries, a great iron legacy defined. And I hope that we ended up calling the episode that. Mm. <laughs> or football. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, or band class. Band class. I know there was a real duality of man. Uh, man, I feel like this is uh just uh the last. Yeah, we're just like the Talking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How about that podcast, guys? Pretty crazy stuff. Let's unpack it. All right, well, let's talk it? about your football career. All right. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into some more stylish uh, and, uh, and and new things then. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. He also doesn't play football anymore. <coughs> um, it didn't stop him from getting a big-time endorsement, though. Yeah. Um, which kind of seems weird, because usually it's just like the ACLU and people who, who, who uh, endorse uh, fellas like that. Um, but, yeah, he's got... He, True. He's uh, got a big old uh, uh, shoe store thing. Nike. Yeah, you were you used to work at a shoe store. Did they sell Nikes at that shoe store? No, we only sold Clark shoes. We only had one brand there. Dope. Um, but uh, you still like them? You wear them? You wear them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Clark's loyalist. Although I might have to get some Nikes now and burn them. I mean, it's good what they're doing, I guess, in, in some like sort of micro political way. But I'm like a who's broader, making those sneakers? Uh, but like, I mean, just a bandwagon to dick ride any giant corporation, you're a fucking loser. Like, it's yeah. like, you, like, to get mad at it or to fucking rage against, like, just like to make a thing out of it, like you're giving them like attention either way. If you really like, don't like, like, I don't like that Chick-fil-A was all shitty towards gay people and I don't, it was a really easy one to avoid though because there's no Chick-fil-A's near me. Maybe I'd have a different thing if I live like down the street from a Chick-fil-A, like, oh, I don't really care. I just want this Chick-fil-A. 
You know, like I don't, yeah. I don't really, I'm not good at balancing those two things out, man. Like if it's a, I don't, I don't, I'm done. <laughs> I have no point and I know it and I like it. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I edit these things now, man. I know I don't have to make sense for it to, to sound good later. Um, I can find it. I can start a sentence. I have no idea how it's going to end. It's awesome. Uh, Chick-fil-A uh, <laughs> sounds like uh, like cooking a woman. Oh, yeah. Or like just gunner, gutting her, and then like, you know, cleaning her on your boat. It's really gross. I, when you say it like that, I definitely don't want to eat it. Although every time I've had it, it's <clears throat> been tremendous. Human flesh? Yeah. Maybe you're eating human flesh? I, I, um, you know, I'm taking little nipples myself. Really? Like, you have any muscular tissue? Oh, no, I don't get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing dead skin off my fingertips. Yeah. My, my... But you're not, but you're not like eating it like a human abdomen. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, tearing in the sinews. Um. With my teeth. You ever eat like a rabbit? You know, I have, I don't care for it. I don't, there's like, I barely want to eat the animals that I got on my like roster of animals that I eat. Like cows, sad, they fart up the environment. It's, yeah. you know, they're, they're very intelligent animals. The way that they're meant, the herded and stuff is very unethical and just, uh, you know, I still eat them, delicious. So uh, if I have that much of a problem eating the cow, but I still do it, I feel I have to make up for it in other ways by just at least like leaving the more fringe meats just on the table. Like, you know, <laughs> rabbit, no. Goat, no. Not even lamb, dude. I'm just like, whatever. Not even lamb? No, because like I don't want to be eating any, so I just keep it to like the three that are at the fast food restaurants. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I mean, uh... You know, because I'm never going to stop being a piece of shit that eats, like, rallies in the middle of the night. Really, though, uh, I feel like there's not really too good of an argument to make against uh, vegetarianism, at least. Like, uh, maybe veganism, like, you, well, you, you kind of need to, uh, make sure that you eat really consciously if you're going to be a vegan. But even then, I'm I mean, so fucking brain dead when I'm picking stuff to put in my body, though, and I'm just, I'd kind of <clears throat> rather keep it that way. Yeah. It's not a big priority. If anyone's ever seen me walking around, you can just tell. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, I feel like eventually uh, vegetarians are going to win the argument because there's no real argument against uh, what they're doing other than uh, no, it's I, not at all. <laughs> they're, like they, I, are, they are correct. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. don't fucking fucking at me with a gif of bacon, telling me that's your fucking argument. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, what about bacon? I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like whatever. There's so many, like, uh, you know, like. I mean, yeah, they're like, they're like so many, just like fucking, like, like books and schools of thought and shit, uh, like, just really like outlining, uh, all the ways that consuming animals is unethical. Yeah. And, uh, uh I'm not an ethical completely person, unnecessary and actually very bad for the environment. Sure. And then on the other end, there's like, it's steak. Pizza Hut for a supreme pizza loaded with six delicious toppings like mouth-watering pepperoni, mushrooms, and green peppers. Right now, get a medium supreme for $7.99 and any other medium for just four bucks more. Yeah, Pizza Hut tonight! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
topping supreme pizza. Get one medium for $9.99 or two for just $4 more. Mr. Sampras, you know why you're here, don't you? I kind of don't. We'll fix that. Let's see. You go up to the umpire. You say, you were wrong. You were wrong. Swat a balls, throw a few rackets. The ball was in. The ball was in. I'm incompetent. Yell at me. Say tomato. Or two. And eat your pizza the wrong way. Crust first. Why didn't you say so? Stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a zesty new sauce and cheese baked into a new thinner crust, you'll want to eat it crust first. Two at once. I've created a monster. Large, just $9.99. Coach. There's nothing more exciting than a fast break. To Pizza Hut for a great supreme deal, where exceptional leaping ability and blazing speed both come into play in pursuit of Pizza Hut Supreme Pizza, loaded with six mouth-watering toppings. Get one medium supreme pizza for $9.99 or two mediums for $13.99. And that's a deal worth running out for. Pizza Hut, making it great! Now that the Page Master is here, people of all ages want to recreate the experience. You, sir, need adventure! Danger! Fantasy! Uh-oh! Horror! <laughs> Romance! Comedy! And one more thing! Yes, now at Pizza Hut, get the Page Master Meal Deal, one of four Page Master games, plus a large two-topping pizza, two-liter Pepsi, breadsticks, and more, all for just $12.99. Wait! Didn't show me your library card. Это Горбачев. Горбачев. Из-за него мы на краю экономической пропасти. Но благодаря ему у нас новые возможности. Из-за него мы на краю политического хаоса. Да благодаря ему у нас свобода. Полный хаос. Перспективы. Из-за него мы на краю. Благодаря ему мы теперь свободны. Можем дойти до края этой пиццы. The Edge Pizza from Pizza Hut with no outer crust, so the toppings go all the way to the edge. Almost everyone's been to the edge. Have you? I don't fucking pretend to be a manly man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an aggressive guy with a bad temper. Yeah. That doesn't make me more masculine. That makes me like I need, I should be talking to someone more. That's all that is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I should get my feelings out more, and I wouldn't express myself so shittily. That's not, like, tough or cool. I, you know, I don't know how to do, uh, I can't change a tire. I can't even fucking drive a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, what am I going to get? Like, Let alone, just like, just like a, just like a truck through the, through the tundra. Yeah, exactly. Look <laughs> <laughs> at an ice road trucker where yeah. I fall off bicycles. Yeah. All right, I can't operate a vehicle. I just can't. Any vehicle, you can't ride a bike? I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Every time I get on one, I kind of feel like I got a groove going and I just fall. You want to teach me? I can teach you, I guess. I don't really know how to teach someone, though. Right? <laughs> I would really hate to like put down Puerto Ricans like that. Like, no, none of us can ride a bike. That's just the truth. Well. My mom can't ride a bike. There's another Puerto Rican. All right, so I don't know three. very many Puerto Ricans, but I know three that can't ride a bike. Ooh. I don't really know, I don't know if I know any others off the top of my head right now. That's still enough for cold hard facts. Well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the Elizabethan collar is still here. The Elizabethan collar is still okay, here. Okay, what the, did you set this up? Because there's the Elizabethan collar and then there's your hat from hats. <laughs> Just like on the table, like it's like I, a museum of boys in the know. I was wearing uh, that hat uh, the other day. So there's Ted right there. I got a loon on my forehead. Yeah, you do. It kind of touches. Oh, nah, it's really irritated too much, but uh, it, the the brim conceals it just enough. It puts it in a shadow. Doesn't. It's not like on the wound, but yeah. like when you put that hat on, it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's lurking. It's almost like um, in the bad part of town. This is where your 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 wound is. Well, I guess we should talk about my wound. Absolutely. If we're we gonna should. reference the wound. Oh, I mean, um, absolutely. All right. Well. So for our listeners at home, Mike has a wound on his I, on his forehead. I have a wound on my forehead. It's it's healing pretty well now. It's, it looks great. Uh, thank you. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, I saw it when it was worse. It looks a lot better. <laughs> um, but anyway, I yeah, what happened was, uh, well, there was uh, projected to be a tropical storm named Gordon to uh, strike uh, New Orleans. Uh, and uh, I was uh, not that nervous, but definitely wanted to get drunk or something. That's everyone's um, first inclination when there's a storm. I mean, it's mine, too. Yeah, I mean, like I just I, I bought a lot of alcohol. I didn't buy like any really good supplies. I had like a yeah. like a lamp. I mean, yeah, I think well, I mean, it's just a tropical storm too. I I, I think yeah. you know, small storms like that are kind of fun. I've only experienced a few, but just like the like weird like this the the general sense that there's like wind, like strong wind blowing in almost every direction at the same time is kind of fun. I mean, this is the season. This is hurricane season. We're yeah. having like a couple more weeks of it. Were you here for Isaac? No. No. I was here for Isaac. It was pretty cool. Um, my neighbor, oh, like maybe like a block and a half away, they had a trampoline in their backyard, and it flew like a block over and like smashed into a car. So like the first thing I like when I opened my door, it was just like a trampoline just like jammed into a windshield of a of a car, and it was the only damage anywhere. And like everything else, pristine. I felt really bad for Uber's car that was, because they're like the only one who got got. It was. I mean, fine. I, I feel like if you've got a fucking trampoline and there's a huge storm coming in, you I'm should take it, it down. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like really, it's like a That's really a point. lightweight sail. It's nonetheless, like <laughs> mostly made out of metal. Like it fucks a lot of shit up. You should definitely take that in. I mean, you fucking take your chairs in. Oh, I know, right? Why don't you take your giant chair <laughs> acts as like a, a sugar glider with metal edges? Yeah, it really fucked this car up. I, it was awesome. Um, but after that, it was just kind of boring because there was no power mm. for like a while. And that was really aggravating. Like, there was like, there's no storm and I can't go on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long was the power out? I live on the same grid as the hospital, so I was only like a day for me. <laughs> um, but it was it was harrowing um, the uh, rest of the city I think it took like three days until it was like everywhere yeah but boy oh boy I was so <laughs> you know you, you want to kick that air conditioner on right away you're so, yeah, yeah yeah so I needed to wipe I never realized how quiet my apartment is without like a million fucking appliances running on all the time like, I have a lot of white noise in my uh, apartment. One of the many reasons we don't record there. 
But I always have become like fans and like fake rain going at all times. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna go fucking crazy because I have such bad tinnitus. Yeah. That um, if it's really quiet, it's just like fucking bee, and then like if I once I notice it, it takes me hours to forget about it. So yeah, I just noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said any of that. Um. Yeah, it kind of seems like the way it is. Like, if you have tinnitus, uh, you just should never talk about it with anyone. I used just, to like, keep it to yourself. <laughs> in the 80s, they used to have ads about tinnitus, I guess, because, like, maybe Walkmans and, like, were, like, really big or something. Yeah. Like, they felt like there was, like, in the 80s, there was, like, a big, like, hey, y'all, like, be careful. Be careful about that tinnitus. And uh, I always remember the ads. I'm going to try to dig one up if I can find it. But it was, um, like, these, like, mannequin. It was, like, a mannequin head. And then they had like the like the like the pulsing like the beep the, like you know kind of like beep 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 and then like they drew it out and there was like red dots all over the mannequin head and I was supposed to like <laughs> make like put you in the space of having tinnitus and like for those who don't have it it's kind of like this and it it felt so inaccurate like it doesn't really feel like I have like nine snipers pointing at my head <laughs> you know. <laughs> But the commercial made it seem terrible. So I was always really scared of it. I would always listen to my music on really wimpy volumes for like the longest time. Yeah. And then I just got tinnitus and I was like, well, fuck it. Because uh, I didn't wear earplugs a lot when we played shows. <laughs> I was in a band, a very loud band, and I wouldn't yeah. wear earplugs. Because they were for wimps. <laughs> for wimps who no, were afraid of getting tinnitus. No, it wasn't even that, dude. It was just that they would like fall out of my ears and I'd be like running around and like just yelling at people. <laughs> And I just didn't feel the need to like pop some more shit in my ears. I just was like, yeah. let it ride. This is my art. My art is to be irresponsible to my ears. <laughs> and it's really paid off because, uh, you know, so appreciated in my time I was. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really paid off. Everything I sacrificed to be in bands and shit is just like so silly in retrospect. Like, I didn't really. You know what, though? I take it back. I wasn't doing anything else. Killed a couple of years. <laughs> I was been doing nothing. Yeah, I you know, super take that back. I, I look at the time between then and, and, and now, like the only two projects I've really ever had, and it's just like nothing. <laughs> and I'm like so content with that. Yeah. Like I could just be nothing forever, and I really like it. But then I get these weird pangs of like, I don't want to be nothing anymore. You ever, like, what is that? Is that the media? Who's doing that to me? I don't know. Because <laughs> I think it is really the basic uh, state to be nothing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> For sure. And, you know, I feel like uh, really it's good to feel that way. It's good to feel, uh, you know, egoless at least, you know? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess I guess uh, we've just been taught uh, throughout the ages uh, that it's wrong to uh, not do anything. Yeah, and I think people would fill that hole with procreation irresponsible because <laughs> now look at the planet. 
Yeah. Full of turds. Introducing the Sicilian pizza from Pizza Hut. This ain't no ordinary pizza. It's the most intense tasting pizza we've ever made. This ain't pin the tail on the donkey. This is hammer the tail on the donkey with a baseball bat. This is opening a gift from the Pyrotechnic Society. This is oregano, basil, and garlic rolled into a perfectly innocent looking crust and exploding in your face. This is the energized, kicking the teeth, mother of all pizzas. The new Sicilian pizza from Pizza Hut for only $8.99. Can you handle it? Pizza Hut, your triple decaroni pizza, baby. Whoa! Wow! What a pizza! New Pizza Hut triple decaroni pizza. Ninety pepperoni pieces, six cheeses, two crusts, one hellacious taste. <laughs> Hanson, the sales report was a disaster. Your group has the lowest performance record in the history of the company, and you're a total disappointment. Are you familiar with the term downsizing? From the summer hit Flipper come the incredible Flipper Squirt Toys, only at Pizza Hut. Scar and Flipper are just $1.69 each with any pizza purchase. You can even get them delivered. Everyone will love them. Um, even kids. Sorry. Pizza Hut, you'll love the stuff we're made of. Ah, Sicily. Pizza Hut Sicilian pizza tastes like you are there. With a thick crust and robust Italian blend of garlic, basil, and oregano baked right into every bite. Get a one-topping Sicilian pizza, just $8.99. Hey, wait a minute! We're not in Sicily. We're in Cleveland. Who cares? The Sicilian pizza, just $8.99. It's always a festive occasion when you gather around the good stuff. What's with the accordion player? Like most people living like very modest lives, but uh, starting families very young and having like 11 children, maybe seven of them will live to the age of five. It was pretty much how everyone lived up until uh, 85 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you still get a little shit for rejecting that model. Maybe you do like the scale back modern version of it. Maybe, maybe Wolverines don't take your kids and maybe you have yeah. like two. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> five, you're getting fucking wild. Before, it used to be like five, and like, ooh, small family, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like five, like, whoa, damn. He's up George Foreman, you know? Who had a lot of kids? Wilt Chamberlain? I think he had a lot of kids. Wilt the Stilt? <clears throat> this is a sports podcast, remember, we gotta do sports now. Well, he claimed that he had sex with uh, more people than, uh, like, like, thousands of people. I wanna talk about this wound on my forehead. I got a wound on my forehead. I don't even want to tell it anymore. All right, all right. Tell the story! All right, so anyway, I've got a wound on my forehead. All right. And it didn't need to happen. I just, uh, I, there was a tropical storm that may have been coming through, and uh, I wanted to get drunk. And so, um, uh, you know, I decided I want to get drunk on something stupid. And it seemed like the tropical storm wasn't actually headed this way. Like, I kind of was thinking about getting Cuddy Sark because I feel like that's a good, uh... I love Cuddy Sark. That's a good disaster booze. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I can feel, like, shipwrecked while yeah, I just feel Cuddy like, Sark. I just feel brave whenever I'm drinking Cuddy Sark, you know? I can see know? that. The spirit of adventure lives in us all. <laughs> but you didn't get Cuddy Sark. What you I get? Did, well, it became clear that the tropical storm wasn't going to come anywhere near the city limits mm. at all. Uh, so then I uh, got Grand Marnier because I just wanted to drink something 
like delicious and also fucking stupid. Do you have some left there? I think I see some. I right? have a good amount left. Would you like some? I would love some. Is that okay? To, yeah. To volunteer myself? For, oh, yeah, you got a nice amount. See, well, I cannot keep a bottle of liquor in my house, like, with anything in it for, like, it, it takes, like, two days. It's just gone. Well, the thing about this is, because it was such a fucking train wreck, I just kind of let it go for a little... <laughs> because, I mean... As we were discussing, I've got a wound on my forehead. Right, yeah, we're getting there. Um, we're built, this is, this episode's about the wound on your forehead. This is, we're going to do a trilogy of like very personal looks into your life. Thank you. Yeah. So it's going to be your football career, it's going to be the wound on your head, and then your sex life. Yeah. If, if there's time. Yeah, I gotta use this one. The thing about Grand Marnier is it just turns into straight syrup. If yeah, it, it coats the, the inside of anything that it touches. Um, it's actually a clear bottle that it comes in. <laughs> that, that orange hue is actually from the Grand Marnier just sliding around the inside. It's pretty cool. It's made in Paris. You want any ice or anything? No. Yeah. Do you like that? No, yeah, I, I probably got ice that I could offer you if you wanted it. No, I, I appreciate that. Awesome, dude. Um, but I, I'm really good with just the uh, yeah. Marnier. I mean, it's so... It's so it delectable so on its own. Um, <laughs> Needs no help from anyone. I'll tell you what does sometimes need help from someone is uh, someone who drinks a lot of Grand Marnier. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> um, mm, damn. Uh, after I, you know, I got the Grand Marnier over at the factory and I, uh, I came home and, uh, I live, uh, on top of a saloon and, <laughs> uh, I was talking to some people outside the saloon, generally jovial atmosphere, um, because as, like, tropical storm, it's gonna be fun. But a slight tinge of disappointment in the sense that we're worried it might not even be windy at all. Isn't that super nutty? Like, how you start to root for a disaster? Yeah. At some point, you're like, look, man, I got all ready for Armageddon. Like, give me something yeah. to chew on here. If it's just even just a rainy day, it's not really enough. I got to see something fly by me. I got to hear, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that strange? I feel like every hurricane season, I'm like a little disappointed, and that's very silly. It is. It, it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's sort of nonsense. But, it's idiotic. But he, everyone's always like rooting for the storm in some way, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> it kind of like depends. I mean, I guess I've never really been subject to any super serious natural disaster. Like, I've been near tornadoes touching down. Mm. Um... I've been through like blizzards and stuff, but I've never really like in terms of like a tropical weather event. I've, none of them has really affected me too much. Yeah, we're like from the north. Like I'm sure we've yeah. seen like snow. I mean, a lot of snow. I don't think that's the one. That's the one natural disaster that you never really root for. Is just a lot of fucking snow. It's not. It's <laughs> nothing sexy about it. I want. I want. It doesn't go away. <laughs> like it's just there. But yeah. it's just, like, if you've had dealt with a lot of snow. One fucking time! Yeah. You never want to see it again. Like, <laughs> snow is one of those things that it's, like, really, like, a charming in very small amounts. But, especially, like, really early in the year. If it's, like, but if it's, like, early February and there's still, like, fucking snow everywhere, and, like, all of a sudden there's just, like, another whiteout, like, the fucking, like, 14th since the new year. And... <laughs> 
and uh, it's and like there's just snow piling up everywhere. It's really, I'm really glad I live in the south now. Yeah, same. I don't ever want to. I, I was gonna say I don't ever want to shovel a driveway like I ever fucking had a driveway or shoveled snow in my life. I haven't. But I don't like the idea of, like, me having to get snow out of the way or oh, being inconvenienced you know, by snow. When I was growing up, we had a, we had a gravel driveway in my, uh, in my house, and uh, it was kind of a, uh, I don't know, I don't really know how long the driveway was, like, maybe an eighth of a mile or something. I don't, probably not even that long. I don't know how long things are. <laughs> but it was, it was like, we had, a, like, a larger front yard, you know, it's like a, it's like a, one of those boonies houses, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so... But it was with gravel, and we'd have to shovel out the entire driveway. Um, but there's gravel, so we're just like, a bit inevitably, like throwing some rocks in the yard. So as soon as the snow melted, we had to get these like fucking metal rakes and just rake the gravel back into the driveway, which was even worse. And then it like fucked up the ground a little bit, like the, you know, just like rip up a bunch of grass. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's it, it really. <laughs> It's like the main reason to live in the South, even though like summer is like seven months long. No, I agree. I think it's the main reason to live in the South. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> anyone who's ever questioned me, I'm like, I don't, my fucking winter is just a five month autumn and it rules. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's cold, but it's not that cold. Ah, you, you're fine. It's like, yeah, you'll be fine no with the No one's freezing to death. No one's freezing to death. Blistery days? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, sometimes it can get as low as like 38 degrees at oh, the yeah. middle of the night. <laughs> For true. Uh, get that space heater ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's really not that bad. Like, uh, I remember one time when I was living with my parents where the power went out. My dad woke me up to tell me the power was out at like 5 in the morning. Uh, and it was like negative 4 degrees with like a wind chill factor of maybe like negative 20 degrees. Oh, and, and I guess just the power line had snapped. Your life was in danger. I mean, it actually was kind of an emergency. Yeah, I'm exaggerating there. Like, I know there's um, like real danger, but that, that qualifies. Yeah, and uh, so we uh, went out and uh, I was hated, you know, uh, in some ways I'm, I, I kind of wish that I was a girl because of this uh, like sort of uh, patriarchal thing of like, I've got to help my dad do something. Oh, you know, my I never sister, had to help my sister. My sister got to sleep. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I love that. I never had to help uh, Yeah, I always had to help, but I was never like that helpful, you know? It was just like a, a, another set of hands. Yeah. yeah, like hold this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do reject that you have to like come into this world skilled and useful to be loved. Yeah, I mean, and how do you, how do you learn if uh, yeah. anyone in your life is uh, chastising you for not being skilled or useful? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I find that like a lot of things I've, I've very rarely been uh, been taught. Like a lot of stuff I just had to figure out over time related to that, you know? Mm -hmm. No yeah. one's like held my hand and said like, all right, so if you do it like this, it'll be like this. Yeah. You know, it's just like, but how did they learn? It feels like, do you feel like school should have some of these things in it? Like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, please. Um, like, I didn't know how to do my taxes for a long time. And look, let's be real, I barely know how to do them now. Yeah. Then why don't they teach that in school, dude? <laughs> I'm like, like, okay, taxes. That's something that really should be taught in school is uh, some, like, a very confusing. Um, that you all have to do 
A very confusing, like, accounting task. That everyone has annually. They don't teach it. Well, I'm learning about the motherfucker who made peanut butter. Like, I need to know who George Washington Carver is. Like, oh, no, he's not the guy who killed George Washington. No, he's the guy who made peanut butter. It's the like, George Washington Carver. I'm the George Washington Carver. <laughs> You're going to tell a lie. I don't know what that means. Yeah, but. You know what? I had a dream last night that Thomas Jefferson uh, was involved in the death of George Washington. You think he was? No. He found him, like, on top like of one of his slaves. Like, we like, 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 found out that like Thomas Jefferson was like somehow like involved in this conspiracy to kill George Washington. I don't even know how George Washington died. Like, chlamydia? Uh, I think he had diarrhea. They, why did like, the first 18 presidents die of diarrhea? It was, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the most, it still is the deadliest symptom. The deadliest single symptom of any disease. Because you lose so much if you've got like chronic diarrhea. It was like a lot more difficult to treat back in those days. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. They I mean, so many people back in those days just died of fucking sickliness. You know, they didn't like, have like a, I've caught. A- <laughs> you know, there's no like, there's no like virus you can specifically point to. It's just like they, they were just. Uh, it's just like Grim Reapers embrace. Yeah. They would write on the medical form. <laughs> you caught a load of me. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, there's like so many like uh, I mean like even pretty well-known people like. Uh, I mean, George Washington pretty much was, like, no one really knows why he died. I think he just had, maybe he just ate something bad. Did he have wooden teeth? No. That's a sort of a urban legend. He was, they had, like, a, he did have, like, hippo teeth. They were, like, carved down to be the size of a human tooth. Okay, why? And what planet is that not way more fascinating? How did that? How did the truth not catch fire like a wooden teeth? <laughs> yeah, he had like teeth that were carved out of like hippopotamus teeth. Which, Just say wood. No one's gonna understand that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with like <clears throat> kind of uh, propagandizing uh, George Washington as like an everyman figure. Oh yeah, chopping down a cherry tree. Yeah, because like, well, I don't know, but I mean, wooden teeth are like. <gasps> you think his teeth was the wood from the cherry tree? Oh my god! No, but I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, the hippopotamus teeth have to come from Africa. Right. And, obviously, that would mean that, it would imply that he's extremely upper class, which he was. Oh, it's kind of a bougie move, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I don't know, maybe, like, the wooden teeth are meant to make him look a little more humble. It sounds baller as hell. I do want him a little bit. Like, they don't do that anymore, huh? I'm sure you could get them made, but... What? Well, what I, I mean, not. can make my whole j- I mean, I think mouth. hippopotamus, uh, <laughs> hippopotami... I think they're kind of a, uh, threatened species. I don't think you can just... I think you'd have to find a dead one or something. Easy. Anyway, so back to my wound. <laughs> oh my god, we still haven't gotten there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So following along, I came. I came yeah. back from the factory, and I was at uh, the downstairs saloon. And um, I thought, well, you know, uh, I'll have a have a beer with my with my homeboys. Had a beer, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. So American, dude. I thought about maybe having some whiskey too, but then I thought, well, I'm just gonna drink all this fucking cognac liqueur. Yeah, don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on that for a second. Went upstairs, started drinking Grand Marnier, and a couple friends of mine who I hadn't seen for a while said that they were coming to the saloon, and I should hang out with them. And uh, 
I thought, uh, well, you know, I should go down for a little while. What's the point of, uh, you know, these good friends that I haven't seen in, like, a couple months uh, just being not very far away from me, but I'm not socializing with them because I'm just drinking liqueur in my bedroom alone. <laughs> Sounds just luxurious, though. I mean, it's relaxing, to be sure, but, I mean, is it the right thing to do? I don't know. So instead, I, I went I went down and I had a couple of beers with them, and then I... Uh, drank some more uh, Grand Marnier and uh, I was kind of like going back and forth and um, I, I eventually I did do a shot of whiskey and I drank probably like six beers and uh, I also drank uh, about a, the equivalent of like a pint of Grand Marnier Whew. and I started to feel that maybe I'd gone a little too far <laughs> and that uh, feeling never comes soon enough does it no <laughs> I mean usually when you've gone too far uh, when you're like right at the brink where you're about to go too far, that's when you really like most want to keep going, mm -hmm. um, which is a really harmful uh, so, uh, like psychological effect of alcohol. Of just oh yeah, it really brings up the self-destructive tendencies. I, there, there's I don't know. There's I feel like there's two classes of people. There's the people who uh, they start to feel that way and then like they retreat, <laughs> and then there are the people who start to feel that way and then just like. Charge, and I guess I could feel both ways depending on the setting. I prefer to catch it and be like the cautious guy. Yeah, but that's me telling you fairly. I mean, I'm sober right now. I've had a couple of sips of Grand Marnier. It takes a little more than that with my frame. But I will say that I I want to imagine myself as the kind of person who's like, "Ooh, I've had a little too much. Let me slow down." But I know for a fact I'm a little monster. And if I'm getting drunk, I just, I just I get so, I get so nasty so quick. I become such, yeah, yeah, yeah. such a bad piece of shit so fast. And like, yeah. I'm like, I clearly dig it. I obviously love doing that. But I don't want to do it all the time because then the, it's like kind then of you just Then you just are that monster. That's the thing. I the, want it to be a character I play and something and then I can like kind of get off the hook for it. If I'm doing it all the time, that's just who I am. And that's right. bad. Um... <laughs> All right, so, but anyway, uh, so back to my wound, I, <laughs> I, um, so I decided I'd taken this way too far. Uh, what the hell was I doing? Um, like what you just said, I, I thought to myself, what have I, what have I allowed myself to become? Just like, look at the hands, like, why am I so violent? Why are they so sticky? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> We look at our hands and wonder different things. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I decided, all right, well, it's time to go to bed. It's <laughs> what time was it? Do you know? Uh, like fucking 3.30 in the morning or something. Damn, dude! <laughs> you had like a couple hours to really cut this off. You were really yeah. going in I deep, mean, dude. I got off work like five and a half hours earlier. So this has been going yes, on for a while, you know? But like, after two o'clock, you know you're a maniac hours. There it was. Uh, <laughs> you're a maniac time. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, trying my best to, uh, you know, I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'll get together. So I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and um, I've got a pretty nice bed these days, and I'm not used to it. Someone just gave me this really nice bed. When'd you get it? Huh? When'd you get it? Uh, a few months ago, I yeah. used I used to just sleep on this like pull out couch. Thing I remember the time. Yeah. that thing. Yeah. When did you switch it? Like wow. Okay, I don't remember you getting a new bed. That's pretty cool. Oh uh, well, I don't know. You want to see it? 
I'm gonna look at it. You can keep talking. I just want to see it. All right. The fold out thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a really like fucking expensive nice bed that I got for free just from being like a friendly person. That's how I get all my stuff. Yeah, um, I'm just like I'm like poor but nice to people that I I know <laughs> well. It's like I'm so yeah. poor but I'm so nice to you, <laughs> and then you get so much stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like why I never get mugged because I always look poor and angry. Being poor has like a handful of advantages. Yeah, uh, being wealthy has more advantages than being poor, but, but it doesn't being, mean that being poor has no advantages. Yeah, it's not completely void of advantages, guys. You can trip people out and make them do stuff for you because they feel bad. You're probably not going to get mugged because what are you going to fucking take? You're nothing? There's a lot of cool things yeah, about that. It's really good to... Uh, if you're not, a woman, I'm sorry, there is something they could take. <laughs> But if you're a poor dude, but if you're if you, but if you're poor, I feel like it also helps to look like pretty dumpy. I do. Even, <laughs> even, actually, even if you're wealthy, I feel like a, like or, or just even like middle class. Uh, I think there are about like twelve hundred of them left. There, there is no middle class, Mike. Uh, <laughs> they eventually uh, went extinct. But uh, if, you know, um, if you. If you're doing all right, I guess like uh, it all it could help to look dumpy because uh, you don't want them to know you're doing all right. Exactly. That nasty noise at it again. Call Domino's Pizza and avoid the noise. We keep the cold out and all this quality in. So when you want quality pizza hot and delicious, Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all. Domino's Pizza delivers quality so you can avoid the noise. We keep the noise out and all the quality in. We avoid the noid. So for hot, delicious pizza like this, call Domino's Pizza now. In less than 30 minutes. Um, I feel like I my disdain is unhideable. <laughs> Man, you really should have learned to play that saxophone. I know! I'd be out there wailing like a bleeding gums Murphy up and down Decatur Street. Making you can be like a saxophone player and be also a total fucking piece of shit and everybody knows it. And, <laughs> and, and you'll do fine. In the, especially in this city. This is one of the few places where without any sort of uh, backing in any way, you can just play the saxophone and make more money than you're making right now. Oh, for sure. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> it kills me a little bit, and I don't want to start now, and I don't even like it, and what am I going to do? Am I going to play flipper songs? Oh, let's start a jazz band. I'll be the drummer, you can play, you'd be on sex. Dude, we would suck. It would be so good. It would, be, it would, it would suck. The like next, next podcast is a jam sesh. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. that'd be great. Do you actually still have a saxophone? No, right. I'll buy one. You'll buy one for this, for you, and this. I'll buy it. Yeah, thank you. I will absolutely buy a saxophone. You gotta get a snare, and we got a jam, dude. Oh, oh yeah, I don't have a snare drum either. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> gonna, bring, I'm <laughs> gonna bring up how you also don't have a music. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking because it's still technically. I have musical instruments in my house. Hey Mike, let's talk about this wound on your head. I I have a wound on my forehead. Um, I uh, all right. So I told you about all the beers and the whiskey and the cognac. What I didn't tell you was about the wound. <laughs> So I saw my night was winding down. I decided that I should probably go to bed because Jesus. So I took off my my shoes. I guess I mean they weren't on. I took off my shoes and socks, and I decided I would also take off my pants and change into these shorts that I usually sleep in. Uh, Describe the shorts. Um, they're kind of uh, like blue, like jogging shorts that I mostly use to sleep in. I, I've never used them for jogging. You never. They're actually a little. They're actually kind of big on me. You get that string that you can tie, but I've never tied. There's no point. Enough. Um, I don't really go jogging. Anyway, I. <laughs> you bike. Yeah, but anyway, I uh, um, was trying to change into them. I guess when I was taking my pants off, I uh, had a. Are you, about to injure, are you about to injure yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I lost my center of gravity, and then I just like fell face first into the, my bedroom floor. This is about four in the morning? About that. Blood? Nope, no blood. No blood? Was it kind of like just like a... a <laughs> I think it's mostly just like carpet burn or something. I actually, somehow I kind of hurt my thumb a little worse. Uh, is that I, still bothering you? I mean, not really, but it like hurt the next day more. Um, Isn't it but funny? it's not, but it's not as like visual of a thing, yeah. So uh, no one really cares about that. I barely care about it. Mike doesn't even give a shit about it. So everyone listening at home, you could take that uh, "get well soon" card about his thumb and his face. Just stick it up your ass. Mike don't need it. Yeah, shove it up your fucking asshole, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, like this guy doesn't need your pity. Cards. I, don't need, I don't need your pity cards. This is if you think this whole thing that we're doing here is for fucking pity, that's pathetic. Because obviously we're doing it for attention. Yeah. The, the non-pity kind. <laughs> no, we want, we want uh, sincere praise. That's it. That's all. That, is that, is that- Right there! Is that really so much to ask for? We just want you to love us mm -hmm. in ways that we don't love ourselves. Is that easy? And you motherfuckers. <laughs> you, listen, you motherfuckers at home. Just fucking listening on your little earbuds. You think this shit's easy. It is. It's, yeah, we're just basically talking. I mean, it's harder for, for Joe. He edits this stuff. Think, <laughs> think about me. I just, uh, I just sit around at my house and wait for Joe to come over to talk about something. And I love it. <laughs> and I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it. Yeah, I'd be 40. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be really insecure about everything if things aren't going my way by that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be a fucking just a nightmare if I turn 40 and I don't have like one thing I feel good about in my life. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Uh, <laughs> it's very possible, bordering unlikely, that I will have nothing that I'm proud of.
<laughs> going for me when I'm 40. So. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see though. 2023, y'all. <laughs> like, if we added that to the name of our podcast. People would think it was a cyberpunk podcast. Right. Oh, yeah, we're poisoned to know 2023. Like, oh, wow, what do you guys do? You go, uh, you go, uh, I don't know, you go, you go meet Case by the, uh, by the Yakuza Arcade. <laughs> you go in to get your deck updated. Yeah, you gave me so much. I was okay with it. I mean, well, I just saw that there wasn't, like, too much left. Yeah, yeah. Here, um, I know this isn't the best thing to clean stuff with, but let's just use it. Well, let's use the one that it's for. <laughs> My mastery of the English language is very evident on this episode. As um, I just like marble mouth my way through the entire fucking show. Uh, <laughs> I'm using a paper towel to clean the, uh, the surface of this. You have a very clean table because it did not come up brown or black. Um, it's just the Grand Marnier I'm cleaning up, so that's nice. Well, you know, it's a really, um... Anytime I clean anything in my house, it's just, like, dark black. <laughs> like, like, oh, wow, that was a lot dirtier than I thought. No, believe me, I've been actually cleaning lately, uh, because, uh, I rarely do. Yeah, same. Um, but, uh, my, um... And actually, uh, Francis, uh, my roommate, uh, Francis. Uh-huh. Um, she is way more filthy than I am, actually. Ooh. However, uh, our other roommate, John, is uh, really very, very, very much a clean freak. And these guys are married, and if you like that dynamic, check out the spin-off show. <laughs> Mike's Roommates. Mike's Roommates. Uh, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on ABC. <laughs> God, I w- see, I want to be on Thursdays, because... All the... Thursday? All the good shit came out on Thursday, man. Like Friends, Seinfeld, ER, The Single Guy, Veronica's Closet. All the fucking big shows that everyone remembers. Veronica's Closet? You don't like Kirstie Alley's vehicle after Cheers? Um, no. Not as much as Cheers. I mean, I think... Sure. Honestly, when I think of Kirstie Alley, I think of the Lucky Stocking trilogy. I don't blame you because that is the best shit she ever did. Kind of the best shit John Travolta ever did, too. What? Um, I Phenomenon? Michael? White Man's Burden? This post-Pulp Fiction trilogy is bananas. Where he had like all these shitty movies in the can already, and he got so famous and everyone was like, quick, dump out the John Travolta movie we've been sitting on. And it's like almost like it was like an assassination on his comeback. Like, right. oh, you want to be in a big movie? Let's put out three turds you already made. It's really mean yeah. that they did that to him. Phenomenon, he got psychic powers from a brain tumor. Michael, that's your name, but he's an angel. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're no angel, that's why I like you. And White Man's Burden is like the worst of all of them. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen that one, no. That's the one where like racism is like reversed and he's just like like playing a white guy who's basically like a, a black guy because like the black people are the main race and it's like, he's like, it's like, whoa, what's this white guy doing in our yard? Like, oh, isn't this crazy? This could happen. I have no idea what the message of the fucking movie is. Like, and they're like, isn't it scary if it's mostly black people? Like, no, it's fine, it's the same, who cares? I don't exactly have my heartstrings tugging for John Travolta, you know, just being like, oh, just a poor white guy, please. It's 
such a fucking bad movie. And they came out so fast after Pulp Fiction. Like, they, they had already... I don't know if these movies had already been produced, but they came out in just rapid succession. I, I He didn't... His comeback didn't last very long, right? No. Because of that! It had to be! Although those movies probably did do a lot better because of Pulp Fiction. Sure, but you see him in a great movie, and then you have to see him in back to back to back horrible it, movies that do way better than they would have normally. So they got a lot of eyeballs on these. That's actually true. That's probably worse. It's the, way the, worse. The fact that he was like, he was like, maybe give the performance of his career, you know, better than even Saturday Night Fever. And uh, it's tremendous. And a movie memory. that won the Palm Door at the Cannes Film Festival, and then like White Man's Burden comes out a year later. Yeah, it's like, hey, guess what? He still stinks. He's in turds. Don't, don't, don't put this guy in your movie. That's all it felt like. Phenomenon. You've seen Phenomenon, right? Yeah, yeah. That movie sucks. Dude. I mean, all three. Oh, well, I mean, I haven't seen White Man's Burden, but like, uh, you should really see that one. It's like the worst one. But then there. towards the end of the nineties, he like really, uh, he really capped it off by like uh, producing and starring in uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, that, yeah. Like nonsensical you know L. Ron Hubbard adapt- adaptation. I do like that he hammered the nails into his own casket, though. At the end, like, whoa, we already got it going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> seal me up like a mummy with this shit. He's still fucking around, though. People still put him in stuff. Whoa, what was he in besides that Liberace movie? He was in that, right? He was in Wild Hogs. Like, fucking no, no, it's like a Tim Allen in it. <laughs> yeah, that Tim Allen. I've never seen Wild Hogs, have you? Yeah. You have. I have seen it. Is um, it as bad as it seems? Because it kind of feels like it's a pretty fucking shitty movie. It but feels like an all timer. It feels like like Gili, like one of those movies where you see. Well, it and I wouldn't. Have... I wouldn't say that. In some ways, uh, it's kind of. Um, it reminds me of like a like a more classic comedy, uh, where like it's more just, you know, it's more jokes than like a serious. Uh, Things between the characters, like serious, like interplay of human drama. Sure. Um, kind of like a Mel Brooksian, which is like really not as good. Yeah, but I almost feel like you're still kind of giving it a compliment, calling it like Mel Brooksian. No, I mean I, I like Mel Brooks a lot. I think I mean I am kind of giving it a compliment. That's it, it's it's sort of it's sort of uh, you don't see movies like that made too much anymore. At the same time, it's not a very good example of that t- genre. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I'm not gonna just universally praise it, but it is okay, like I was very worried. <laughs> it's getting more love than I ever expected. <laughs> yeah, it just it was like it was like uh, I don't know. I've just Whatever. avoided it not because like it seems I, I when movies are that like legendarily bad, I kind of I get off on it. But like it felt it, maybe it's the cast, the concept. I don't know. There's something specifically about Wild Hogs where I'm like, I can't ever watch this. I'm not going to get anything out of Wild Hogs. There's not much to get out of it either. It's, you know? Like, it's like, I'm not going to laugh at it. I'm not going to laugh with it. I'm not going to... I don't even feel cool being like, oh, I've seen Wild Hogs. Like, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, Gigli, I bring up constantly because I've seen it like four times. It's yeah. fascinatingly terrible, and I love it. Yeah. I've never seen that one. That one's great. It's got like so many cameos by people who obviously got like called in by a studio that owed him a favor. You yeah. know, it's like uh, it's got a really long Christopher Walken monologue and an Al Pacino monologue. Most what? Of the ca- How are they, are they, they're not playing play major roles in the film, though, are they? No, the, their whole scene is just delivering them. Mo- there's so everyone speaks in monologues in Gili. It's mostly 
everyone just kind of like just takes the stage and just starts talking. There's no real interaction in it, and it's by design that it's like that. But yeah, um, Christopher Walken and Al Pacino have weirdly energetic like roles in the movie that are very yeah. short, but they they seemingly put their whole ass into it, and it's kind of crazy. Um, it has Justin Bartha in it, who's like I think one of the most fascinatingly terrible actors of this generation. Have you seen the National Treasure movies? No. Okay. Well, well I saw he, part of the first one, but I didn't okay. See well, he's like the the nerdy guy that's helping him find the con- that's Justin Bartha. Yeah. And this one, he plays a mentally challenged person. With not the kind of love and attention that you want to give that role to like show it respect, it's more on the long lines of like, have you seen them um, that Rosie O'Donnell made for TV movie Riding the Bus with My Sister? Yeah, I have. Okay. He basically <laughs> just does that, or he's just like, I'm going to the Baywatch. That's what he calls the beach. He calls it. I'm going, and it's just like, okay, I get it. You're massively. But the way you're playing it is really disgusting. <laughs> like you're really taking a shit on like mentally challenged people. Yeah. Um, or whatever they want to be called. I know not. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the word is you guys like, pretend I said it. That movie's amazing, by the way. When she breaks a toilet seat and talks about how much she wants to fuck Will Smith, it's so disgusting. It's just like. It's like on par with when she like pretended to be hot for Tom Cruise on right, the talk right, show. Right. We're talking about this the other day. Yeah. There's nothing more off-putting than feigned heterosexuality from Rosie O'Donnell. I don't want it. It was kind of <laughs> weird. I mean, I was, I was younger than you and all that was happening, but I still remember it. And um, then uh, I, I kind of wonder if she's like addressed it more lately. I'd like to hear how, your take on it. Yeah, I'd like to hear her opinion of just... Um, Either feeling like she was forced to, or be actually like being forced to. Uh, Feels like a network note. It's uh, again, it's stock heterosexuality in that time period. Tom Cruise is a hot guy. She said that on her show so much. You couldn't use him now for various reasons as your like example of a hunky dude. But inexplicably, for decades, Tom Cruise is like the barometer for a hunky guy. You know, not a little creep. <laughs> He's now. Uh, the interesting thing about all that is uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, was uh, likely gay the whole time, like even before 2005. I never even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, what's, what's, what's fascinating is, I guess, I mean, that was like a pretty taboo thing in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> was it? I guess it was. I don't know. I man. mean, fairly, like if, if she was like an out lesbian hosting a daytime talk so show. So why the hell is Ellen DeGeneres... Because it's fucking a- doors down on her sitcom and getting a show that lasted longer than hers. And meanwhile, Rosie's like, ooh, throwing koosh balls at the camera and pretending to be fucking hot from Tom Cruise's dick when she didn't even want it. And nobody really did what? back then. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird example. It was really off base. You couldn't even get a recent hunk. It was like, I got this hunk from like Top Gun. Remember Top Gun? But, but you know, see, the thing is... Uh, it's, it's kind of weird how it's progressed because uh, um, I really don't think uh, anyone these days... Ellen DeGeneres has a very similar show. It's like the where, same show. Where, where her you know, sexuality is not even discussed very much. No. And um, It's not an issue. We know. We don't care. It's great. It's, it's, it's kind of just weird how, what a difference like 
20 years makes from like not only I mean like from uh, who was that kid who uh, like Matt Shepard or whatever who got killed in Wyoming yeah Matthew Shepard yeah um like uh you from 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 that to like uh the when the gay marriage was uh <laughs> was uh, allowed by the Supreme Court like, less than 20 years later um like literally almost no one in the in the world cared except for the people who were like really behind it yeah they were like thrilled but everyone else was like all right well i guess that's good or like oh well, it's still kind of gross but whatever <laughs> Those like, people no. suck too though like, yeah. like everything's gross dude like no but i mean what i'm, what I'm saying is though it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of wild how uh the homosexuality uh was it the birdcage <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Was it the birdcage? And we're like, oh, these guys are fun. Well, I mean, just from like the Stonewall riots in like 1969 to uh, the uh, gay marriage uh, case in the Supreme Court in 2013. Which is, by the way, why they're so less far than, apart. That's less than 50 <laughs> years. Um, you look at, uh, um, I don't know, the, the Civil War mm-hmm. and the Civil Rights Act being 99 years apart. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, like it was, it was, it was really, really fast in a way. <laughs> I can't. I never thought of it as fast, but when you frame it like that, it does feel like the turnaround was better. But like, who is that for? Like, is there like? I mean, who? Is, I want to. I want to talk to someone who emotionally connected with that network note, like. Oh, she wants to fuck Tom Cruise too. I like Rosie O'Donnell. You know, I liked her. I liked her when she was Betty Rubble. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> but this, this I really like. This I'm gonna watch five days a week, whenever the fuck it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and forever. <laughs> you know, it was like 2 p.m. or something. It was it's like, a horrible time slot. You're only, it's just like. You know. It was a popular show, though. I know, but it's like the last show you get to see that you can't see when you stay home at, from school. You know? It was like <laughs> more it was, of the cartoons that you can always see. It was, it was also one of the last um, shows that I feel like really was successful on the backs of uh, like women not working. <laughs> well, just like the stay-at-home mother thing, like like daytime TV used to be like a, a much more like like mother time to watch TV. Absolutely, yeah. That was like way going out in the '90s, and it's completely gone now <laughs> because there's just not an audience for it anymore. There's barely television audience. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So yes, of course, they're all on a podcast like Boys in the Know. But you know, if there's any television at all, it's probably on some sort of like, cable network like uh, HBO or something, and uh, most people are watching that on their fucking computer. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's just, it's, I think it's just like the Today Show from like 5 a.m. until 4 p.m. now. That's kind of what it feels <laughs> because, like. Because like there's no room for anything else. Anything you want to do, you can do the, under the umbrella of a Today Show. <laughs> You don't need to have like a separate hour where it's just fucking Rosie O'Donnell for no reason. Like, yeah. hey. Let me, let me convince you I'm straight. Also, I'm going to talk to Usher. You know, it's so stupid. You don't need it. It's no value. Well, you, do you remember uh, Harry Connick Jr.? He, he's Dude, got, he's so talented. He's got, he's got a daytime talk show. What? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's about to be canceled. It's been, oh. on, it's been on the air for like two years. When are they going to make Harry Connick 3? 
I'm ready. <laughs> Does he have any kids? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was like a Hank Williams thing. You just have to keep it. <laughs> I like that all, all, all the uh, Hank Williams. All three? Yeah. Um, Three's the shit. They're they're all like so unique. Like uh, so much like the apple falling from the tree. I know the apple can fall further away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how one and three of their shit and two is a fucking goon. Yeah. Go fuck like, yourself, like, Junior. Like, Hank Williams and Hank Third. I mean, Hank Williams is, like, I feel like the standard for classic country. You know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Hank the Third is kind of like, like the Beefheart, or the Captain Beefheart for, like, alternative country, I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then, are and then, you ready for some football? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing about Hank Williams Jr., he, he, have you ever heard that song, Family Tradition? No. It was probably his biggest hit that wasn't the Monday Night Football theme. Uh, cool. It was uh, it's about like living like a deviant lifestyle and people saying like, why do you smoke? Why do you drink? And he says like, just carrying on a family tradition. It's like, uh, it's like that song. But then like, um, putting pops on blast. It's, it's kind of funny that he's writing a song like that. It's in pretty poor taste, I think. That song. <laughs> because his father, Hank Williams, the see, Senior, I guess, or was the first. That song seems to be directly referencing the fact that Hank Williams died at the age of 29 in the back of a car from living too hard. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Hank Williams. Yeah, Jr. I mean, was why are you really proud hard. of that? Dude. He's like, ah, oh, it's just a family tradition. Well, I feel like Hank Williams Jr. should have followed that tradition and fucking died before he was 30. Well, how old was Hank? Was he when Hank III was born? Because I feel like that's the best <laughs> Hank Williams so far. Dude, when four comes out, we're all gonna be like, dude. What if what if Hank Williams the fourth is like uh, is like <laughs> like a bounce artist or something? Dude, those suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I never even thought of that. He's like a SoundCloud rapper. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank four. Oh god, <laughs> that could happen. I would be so proud. Really uh, I would be so proud to live in the generation. Where, like, wait, here it is, the shittiest Hank. <laughs> You said Hank Williams Jr. was the worst, but no. No, Hank 4. <laughs> He's just like rapping about his Audi. <laughs> it's really annoying. But I can imagine, it's like, because, though. like, Hank the Third is, uh, is so far removed from, I guess, what people traditionally consider country music. Or I feel like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he kind of almost leans towards, like, almost punk rock in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, I think at least that community. Seems to embrace him more than a country community. Thing. Yeah, he was on that um, West Memphis Three compilation. Do you remember when they like the West Memphis Three? They tried yeah. to do a little a compilation to raise money to like you know help him out. We got it, dude. It's crazy. Not <laughs> saying anything. Don't worry about it. You were saying no. West Memphis. What was that? Hank Three is on that comp, and it's all punk bands covering Black Flag songs and yeah. shit. It's uh, it's a cool comp from a million years ago, but Hank Three is on that. You ever see uh, the movie The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? I've seen it. I don't remember a lot about it. I get the concept. It was like this weird thing. They danced a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really know too much about uh, Hank the Third until I saw that film where he is like in it and I was like, oh shit, there's another Hank Williams. <laughs> oh, he came like, out with three? It's like the end of The Wizard yeah. when they had Super Mario Brothers 3. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was kind of my introduction to him. Although he doesn't really play like too much music in it. Uh, he plays a little bit. Um, he's not really a character in the movie. He's just like playing like these segue parts. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. 
I can't believe that the people who made that documentary got on camera a uh, a uh, woman who had given birth uh, less than two hours earlier, um, crushing up a pill of oxycotton and snorting it. I do remember that. <laughs> that was a pretty fucking wild scene. Great documentary. Check she it out. She was still in the fucking hospital. I rented that from Netflix when they still mailed the, the discs to your house. I mean, they still do it, but when I still did it. Yeah. When did you stop? Did you ever? I never did it, no. You never did it. I didn't get Netflix until fairly recently, actually. When did you get it? Like, uh, 2016, 2015. Do you use it just to watch The Office? Because that's all you use it. Uh, well, in the beginning, I used it, I just got it because I knew there was a lot of stuff that I could watch, and I was like, why Movie selection's garbaggio on it, though. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I just, I don't know, I just wanted to see what was there, and it's not really that expensive. Yeah, so, no, uh, what about the stand-up specials? I kind of feel like they're, like, all underwhelming, even when they're people I like. Oh, man, so many of them are really terrible. And, right? What is uh, up with that? I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, that, I didn't laugh one time. Well, who's that? I, Hannibal Burst is like one of my favorites, and he has like at least three really shitty specials on there. Who's that uh, uh, comedian? Uh, she won Last Comic Standing one year or something. She's like Eliza Schelzer. Oh, Schlesinger? Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Um, oh, I think she's hot trash. I don't like her. Yeah, I think her material is... Uh, well, first of all, they aren't even necessarily jokes. Like, I don't understand what the punchline <laughs> is. Uh, most of her stuff. Let's alienate uh, ourselves from popular comedians. <laughs> I think that's like the main thing we need to do now. I mean, in a way, I don't really disagree. None of these people uh, are gonna like, be on our show. <laughs> but I mean, none of these people need to really be given. Yeah, they're fine. No, they don't like. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we need to be nice to people who suck. Like. <laughs> Absolutely. I can be nice to her as a human being, but I think she put out this special called uh, "Elder Millennial," which I watched part of. Which I really don't like the title for one thing. Yeah, I didn't look. I, like, I that saw title the title. Is, like, is oh. so fucking obnoxious. And then um, her material is like very. There's very little humor. And it, <laughs> to be honest, it sounds like panned laughter. It might be. It very well could be. Some of them are, feel very overproduced. I think the um, only specials I've liked are like John Mulaney and Chelsea Peretti. I think everything else I've seen has been. They're funky. pretty good fucking garbage yeah those two are great though love them did you ever see uh the uh what was her name uh like weird lady <laughs> she's in like the uh uh comedians of comedy thing uh, i forget her name though she's like one of the few female oh comedians. maria bamford maria bamford yeah uh uh, she did like the very special, special, special or whatever. Yeah, I where she did like a comedy special just in front of her parents. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. I, I like that one a lot. I, I like her a lot. She was great on Arrested Development too. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like um, I love comedy. I love comedy specials, and then like Netflix has like a wide variety of incredibly mediocre to bad ones. Yeah. From names that I know. Right, right, right. It's like, it's like the most like name brand recognition. Um, that I've ever seen for like such a horrible selection of, of specials. Right. It's really weird. Like yeah. I get so excited. Like, oh, I love Tom Segura. And I watch it like, ah, I guess I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that sucks. It's kind of weird. Out. I, don't I really... couldn't do it. You, would you do a Netflix special? <laughs> you would do it. Yeah, they are. I guess. I, I, no, I wouldn't. I'd be like, no. So you fix all the other ones. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care, but, uh, you could do one. 
I mean, I don't really have like enough fresh material at this point. How much? If you were to do stand up now, what would you consider fresh material? Like, um, just stuff that I've written in the past uh, few months. Like, uh, I I uh, I recorded a comedy special in the past. Yeah. Which you've never watched. That is still true. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was about 45 minutes. That's yeah, but how many of my band's records have you listened to? I mean, whatever. I listened to Cutter, or whatever that... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that was the name of your band, right? Yeah, that was like, one of them. What was the name of the... It was like... Uh, there's Cutter, there's The Fugue, there's no. fu- Fucking Lion. Fucking Lion? <laughs> fucking Lion? It's uh, spelled the... the it's F... X X X I N G lion and the X's are wild. Mm. <laughs> so you could you could do whatever you want with that. I always say fucking lion, but if we had a ever play on TV, <laughs> it could be like floating lion if we had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I feel like if I did a 15-minute-long Netflix special, it would be kind of weird. For sure. Also, while Joe's gone, let me tell you some information. Right now we're in my apartment. Uh, I have a bottle of Skelly Tequila, Skelly Blanco, that uh, I essentially stole. It is empty. Uh, the manager told me that I could have it, but he was very drunk at the time. I wasn't sure if it was serious, but I took it anyway. No one ever said anything. It was it was uh, mostly empty. <laughs> uh, we've got a bunch of kratom on the on the uh, chair there. Um, right in front of the microwave, it's got a pinball machine on top of it. These ginger mints on top, or right next to the pinball machine. Underneath that is a painting. Um, it's a painting that Frances doesn't really uh, care for, uh, that she did. Um, but I think it's actually pretty good. I think it's kind of relaxing to look at. On top of the doorway into the kitchen, uh, we have uh, three paintings that I think are really bad. And uh, that I think are hung up in a very, very terrible way. It bothers me every time I look at them. Hey, Joe. Oh, I tried to sneak up on you. <laughs> now, what do you think of the way these paintings are hung up? That's fucking uh, stupid. They're crooked. They're all crooked. It's asymmetrical. None of the paintings are. The like, first one drives me crazy. The other two are fine. The oh. first one is really bad because it's like not even flush against the wall. It's like I yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I feel like they were trying to go for a thing that they kind of went through for here. Sure. And it just like didn't do as well. Well, you know, when you go to someone's apartment, you kind of get to see how they style things, and you get a little look, like, oh, all right, that's cool, but you can kind of see how incomplete some things can be. Why is there paint on the edges of this? Was that painted um, right there, live? No, uh, well, actually, yes, but there were a few paintings that were painted right there, and, uh, event, like, like uh, Francis used to hang up uh, the canvas and just paint it like that, mm-hmm. but she's got, like, this sort of easel thing there now, so she doesn't get any more paint in the wall and it was like I think a Christmas uh, gift that John had actually made for her, whatever. What do you think? Homemade gift or uh, buying a gift? What you like more? Um, I like homemade. I like it from the heart. Homemade is uh, is is better but he's gonna he's gonna home make an Xbox. Ooh, <laughs> if you're dating someone or friends with someone who could just handcraft you an Xbox. Right. Hold on to that person. <laughs> Hold yeah. them tight. Especially if they're like a, a committee of uh, Chinese uh, sweatshop workers. Yeah, most of my friends are a committee of small Chinese people. You remember that episode of It's Always Sunny? Um, where uh, 
uh, what was Danny Vito's character's name? Like Frank or something? I think it's Frank. They were they were talking about his uh, like sweatshops in Vietnam, <laughs> and he said, "Hey man, a lot of great people died in those sweatshops." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Domino's Pizza delivers quality. <laughs> It takes fresh baked quality to avoid the noid. We keep the noid out and all the quality in. So avoid the noid. Call Domino's Pizza now for hot quality pizza. Domino's Pizza delivers. Avoid the noid with the Domino's Pizza Guarantee. We guarantee your pizza will be delivered within 30 minutes or you get $3 off your order. Guaranteed. And we guarantee your pizza will taste great. If you're not satisfied with your pizza, we'll replace it or refund your money. Only our pizza is guaranteed to avoid the noise. Domino's Pizza delivers. Call now. In the pizza delivery game, the Noid can zap ordinary pizzas. But Domino's Pizza delivers more than all the others combined. So when you call Domino's Pizza, you get the best delivered pizza. The Noid just can't beat the best. Domino's Pizza. Nobody delivers better. This is the Noid. He loves to ruin your pizza. If you've ever gotten cold pizza, a squashed pizza, or pizza that just wasn't right, the Noid did it. At a Domino's Pizza, we avoid the Noid. So when you want hot, delicious quality pizza delivered in less than 30 minutes, Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all. Have you ever been frustrated because the Noid ruined your pizza? The Noid loves to ruin pizza. Call Domino's Pizza. We avoid the Noid. We keep the Noid out and all this quality in. Taste the quality. Domino's Pizza delivers in less than 30 minutes. The Noid's a wicked wizard who makes pizzas old and cold. And now he's off to meet his greatest challenge, the magic of hot, fresh Domino's pizza. Hot and fresh because it's delivered in less than 30 minutes, guaranteed. So hot and so fresh that even the Noid can't break the spell. So call now. Domino's pizza delivers hot and fresh. Well, uh, all right, well, uh, <laughs> Joe has just tossed over to me um, a copy of the Book of the Law by, uh, by who? By, 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 by Alistair Crowley, a <laughs> uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, and um, A guy who's jerked off of the Beatles. I guy, well, did he jerk off with the Beatles? No, no, he died before they were. Oh yeah, we talked about yeah. that in uh, in in uh, that episode, that heat lightning episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing this by. I, I, yeah, I, I you hope... can borrow that or whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of it just seems to be written uh, freehand. I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right. So, uh, well, I want to talk about something because uh, despite actually, you know, playing a role in the last episode, I wasn't technically on it. Uh, well, that, it, was, it was it was it was it was it was a cut together of of of, uh, of of clips we have with our with our dearly departed friend uh, Rainer Rodriguez, and um, well, look here's how I see it: when you have a hotel, what do you do with the 13th floor? You just you wall it off, right? You don't put rooms in there. You don't actually have your guests stay on the 13th. You don't have your guests stay on because then you know it goes 12, 14. Yeah. And I, you know, I felt that we should do the same thing. All right. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you'd like, uh, you, you start letting people uh, stay on the 13th floor, and all of a sudden, charismatic Puerto Ricans get murdered. Exactly. Uh, so consider this our Braintree Hotel. Yeah. Um, Braintree Hotel? That's where, that's where it happened. All right. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, yeah, so this is our Braintree Hotel. This is a... Uh, I don't know, but whatever. I just wanted to say. I mean, it's so horrifying, you know. Oh and yeah, we haven't done. <laughs> we and haven't it's, it at it's, all. I, <laughs> you know, I mean, I really, I feel like to, you know, a homicide of all things. Yeah. I thought that heart condition was gonna get her, if anything, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I guess sometimes, sometimes people are really confident they're gonna die of their heart condition, and then all of a sudden they come across some fucking desperate son of a bitch with nothing to lose and. That's what really gets them. <laughs> Probably juiced out on drugs. Don't juiced forget. out on drugs. You know, I went to the movies last night. What'd you see? I went to go see Blaze. Uh, um, we saw Wesley Snipes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that one. It was. It was a Z. Oh, a Z uh, for our for our British listeners. Um, is uh, yeah, like uh, it was a movie about this uh, this uh, recording artist named Blaze Foley. All right. Who uh, also got murdered? Oh! <laughs> uh, so that'll kind of tie it back. But when I went to go see the movie, I went to go see it um, <clears throat> at the Canal Place Cinemas. Yeah. And uh, I never had actually been there before, and I wasn't sure where the theaters were because it's yeah. in it's in it's in a mall, and it's on the third story of a mall. Yeah, near like the food court. Yeah, and but the movie didn't start until nine forty p.m. All right. And so. The mall was pretty well closed. Well, then. Was Venom sold out? Venom? I don't know. Probably. Probably. But anyway, I went in and I, it took me a long time to figure out how to get there. I was the only person in the theater, by the way. <laughs> Alright. It was like kind of pretty... But I like plays fully. It was written and directed by Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. But anyway, that's not even really the point. The, the point is I left the movies and I parked my bike a little far away because I didn't really realize that there was going to be a bike rack right by my only point of entry into the building. <laughs> so I was walking back to my bicycle and uh, someone uh, was sitting on the steps there in front of one of those buildings on Canal Street and uh, just shouted, MONEY! And I was like, whoa, calm down there. I was very spooked, but fortunately he didn't get up and try to attack me. That was panhandling. Um, I don't think so. He seemed pretty like whacked out on drugs. His, oh, okay. His face looked dangerous. I was really glad he didn't stand up. I hate the dangerous face. <laughs> 
it's pretty easy to read that one fast. Like, ooh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't have a dangerous face. You don't have a dangerous face. I couldn't even make a dangerous face. I can make a dangerous face. Let me see it. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I can't. It's so. a good thing this is an audio podcast where the entire audience would have just pissed themselves. They would be. <laughs> it would have been like, wow, that guy's really dangerous. I, I would have bleeped it. <laughs> you just, like, pixelated my face? I, I would have had to. Um. But anyway, yeah, Raina Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. She, well, I mean, you know, she she worked at this uh, boutique near us, um, which uh, we go into sometimes. Bought a hat there. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, do you have any experience working in retail? Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza has the most cheese and the most pepperoni for just six bucks. Only a dummy would pay more for less toppings. The Extra Most Bestest Pizza for just six bucks at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. That's what makes the gumbo. Bite, bite, sip, sip to the deep, deep dish gumbo mambo. For lunch, pizza, pizza. What's our password? I'm ordering pizza. Online? Little Caesars has hot and ready pizza, so you can just walk in and grab one. Slow down. Little Caesars has hot and ready. Is this case sensitive? At Little Caesars, your pizza is hot and ready, so you don't have to call or log into some website. Try the eight crunchy caramelized corner slices of a deep, deep dish for eight bucks, or a large hot and ready classic for just five. Little Caesars, world's easiest way to pizza. Pizza, pizza. One hot and ready pizza, five dollars. Get a large, hot and ready pepperoni pizza for five bucks, or come in and try our new deep, deep dish pizza for just eight bucks. It has more cheese, more pepperoni, and eight crispy caramelized cheese crust corner slices in every box. It's hot and ready every day from 4 to 8 p.m., and just eight bucks for a large, only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. I can get pizza without calling or waiting? You learn something new every day. Yeah, and with the- Whoa. That's enough for today. Pick up Little Caesars Hot and Ready Caesar Wings with your large $5 Hot and Ready Pizza tonight. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, I do. Uh, before the factory, yeah, what, I used to... Uh, yeah, what's your professional history? Because I, I didn't actually get a good look at your resume. You were hired long before I was. I, I wonder if mine is even in the giant folder of resumes. Yeah. There's like a resume graveyard that we keep in a manila folder. Well, we don't necessarily only keep the good resumes, too. We no, keep, just the bad ones are there for like, fun. Like, there's some, there's some good ones that maybe we're not hiring or something, and then there's some bad ones, even if we are hiring. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, did we keep the one that was written on just, like, a, that brown paper bag that that girl left? Yeah, um, <laughs> the one, she colored it in with, like, markers, right? She tried uh, to make it, like, kind of, like, ornate, or, like, like kind of, yeah. like... She tried to make something of it. Well, she's trying to pick up a gig! Exactly. So, uh, I mean, you know, not everyone has access to a printer. It's pretty bougie. They're like, yeah. you need a printer. She barely had access to shoes, you know? Yeah, exactly. She didn't well, even have access to very many nickels, like, uh, but, you know, I don't want to shame her in any way. No, no, I... I I'm just saying that it was... I just it was, see her on the line. I couldn't, I couldn't really see her, like, using a printer. 
Yeah, which is a big part of our job. It's a huge part of our job, are you kidding me? Like, if we're not printing, we're, uh... Cleaning. <laughs> cleaning, uh... <laughs> we're time to not print, you have time to clean. If you, if you, if yeah. you, if you've got time to since you've got time to print. <laughs> okay, so I guess my first job was... What was, yeah, what was your first job in the world? I've, I've, uh, well, that was Subway restaurant. Nice! Yeah, a sandwich artist, like, uh... Jared well, Fogel! Yeah, uh, and I did that really briefly. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, like, seven to eight days. Mm, that's pretty brief. Pretty brief, and they were really kind of far apart. Like, I was kind of, uh, I felt like I was getting, like, strung along. It you were, like, off like, ah, for four days in the middle or like, something? <laughs> it was a summer job. I was just, like, a fill-in. Um, yeah. I, we have someone kind of similar to that. Our, I was just a barely used yeah. entity. It was, like, really, it was, like, spread out over the entire summer. I must have worked eight shifts. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I think that um, I was not on the books, I'm pretty sure, because they paid me in cash. So that, mm. and I guess I could say that because it's like this was in the mid nineties. Really? It's not gonna roll over on this guy now. I, that's a really weird way to get paid at a place like that, though. Like I know it was part of an Exxon station in the Bronx. Okay. It is not open anymore. Mm. It is since closed. Wait, for tax evasion? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. A strong possibility. <clears throat> it's also a wildly unpopular subway. Yeah. <laughs> it was like before subway had really kind of like. It didn't catch on super hard in the Bronx, I guess. Did you ever take the subway to work at Subway? No, it was walking distance from my home. <laughs> okay, that's good. It was actually like, I was really close to one train station, <laughs> and then it was on the, really close to like the next one. Yeah. So I could have taken it one stop if I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something my, my uh, Ugh, I don't want to mention her again. What is it, like Mamacita Somar? Is that <laughs> Mamacita Somar is what we're going to call her from now. Um, ooh, so Mamacita Somar would probably take the uh, train one stop, but not so much me. Uh, but yeah, I had eight shifts there. I barely remember it. I think I bought Sonic Youth CDs with all the money I got. I just got into them. So it was a really exciting time in my life. It's a pretty good summer. Pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, like, yeah. I didn't have the pressure of having to get a job because I had one, but I didn't have to ever do anything because they never used me. Right, that's a like, good feeling. Like, like a uh, sweet spot, you know? And then every now and again, like a little bit of, little bit of cash at the end of the night. I make like, I probably made like 14 sandwiches total. It was like a real wash of a place. That's not even two for each shift. <laughs> I bet. Sounds right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> There's one where I didn't make one. Yeah. You know, I, I, I applied for a job at a subway when I was, uh, like, towards the end of high school, and I, I, they didn't hire me. They didn't, they didn't like it. They didn't like me. I knew someone. It was like mm. a friend of a friend. <laughs> so, you know, it's all politics, man. I guess that's true. But then, um... Well, you know... What, sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, I I I, uh, I got a job at a shoe store sort of that way. Like I had like a good good friend who worked there, mm -hmm. a couple like other acquaintances who worked there, um, and um, it was like in in like 2010 in like kind of a small town. Yeah. And so the economy wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I but I weaseled my way into this uh, shoe store job. There was another guy there who uh, I'll, I'll refer to him as uh, as all blue hair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did he? Was he like a punk rocker, or was he just so old that he had blue hair? Um, 
a combination of the two. Oh. Nah, he was he was actually like about my age, but he had just had blue hair. He wasn't really a punk rocker though. He was just had blue hair. I don't know. People What? People, uh, people in the late teens, you know, try stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh so but he's not he kinda I mean, he's just not a very uh, fun person to be around, really, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Did he have a bad attitude? Did he have a punk rock attitude, at least? He didn't have a punk rock attitude. He had kind of like a, he had kind of like a punk ass attitude. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was like competing with him as to who was going to get this opening, and uh, it turns out that we both got it, and they just fired someone. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, Poor so, guy. Know, so. What was his deal? Do you know how like, old he was? Was he like my age now? <laughs> the guy got the guy the blue hair guy. No, the guy got fired. It wasn't the guy that got fired. It was a girl that got fired. Oh, it was a, okay. It was around our age too. It was like pretty yeah, much. So, <laughs> so I was just wondering, like some adult. Yeah, I didn't really wasn't concerned as much with the gender. There's there like, like there's like the the, the 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 just regular like sales associates were all like you know late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Assistant manager and then this other key holder were kind of in late twenties and then. Um, the actual manager was like 65. So it's a pretty weirdly steep escalation, but uh, that's pretty much how it worked. Yeah, there's certain jobs where like, there's like, you gotta like age into it if you're gonna be that old. You can't like come into a job like that, like yeah. old. Well, the guy who was the manager had been working for the, 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 the shoe company for uh, uh, a better part of his entire adult life. Right, exactly. Um, that's how you. That's how you're like the sixty-year-old dude or whatever working yeah, yeah, at a shoe yeah. store because you started back when there was like seven jobs, yeah. and it was like super cool that you're like shoe store, great, awesome, and, <laughs> and you just stay there forever. Yeah, you don't ever leave. Is that cool? A lot of people do that. Well, I mean, he, uh, you know, he eventually retired. He had like a good uh, pension. They they took care of him. Yeah. They don't do that so much anymore, though, right? I don't think if you just got in on the bottom, <laughs> on like you know the ground floor in 2010, uh, if you were still working there in like 2052, uh, they give a shit. Yeah, yeah, you're boned. Like yeah. all the all the. Um, <laughs> that's no longer a thing where it's like pretty cool to just chill at one <laughs> job forever, and they're just like, thank you for always working here. Do you ever think like <laughs> looking forward uh, to the future? Uh huh. <laughs> that like uh, you know, either there's going to be like some like widespread, just like intentional, like counter movement to whatever's going on now, or just everyone's going to be completely fucked. Like it's going to be one of the one or the other, and like the second one seems so much more likely. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just always hope that I'm like. Just on the tail end of living. No, I mean, look, I wouldn't mind dying in, in a scenario like that. I guess. I mean, what what is it going to be like? Heart disease? Otherwise, um, you know, getting, getting getting murdered by some maniac with nothing to lose. Yeah, <laughs> these are the ways. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't expect all this. <laughs> Yeah, you're apologizing to the listeners. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't expect to get so emotional. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I know it sounds like laughter, still, but I've actually just been crying the whole time. It's still right so raw. It's still so raw. Super raw. We're having that fun as shit bowling night. 
Yeah, we recorded a pretty good one. Oh, yeah, it's locked in the vault with the, uh, the Houdini death tapes or whatever. Do you remember uh, in the 90s or even, I don't know, they might even still do it, when uh, they would come out with a Disney movie? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like like Aladdin or something, right? Yeah. And they would release it, you know, it'd be in theaters, and then they'd put, release it on, like, home media. Yeah. Like, you know, on a you know, video cassette. And uh, you would have, like, two or three years to buy it, and then they would lock it in the Disney vault <laughs> yeah. so that they could release it again, like, next year, <laughs> and they would just make a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, what happens? Do they, like, round up all the copies that are, like, out and about? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it um, contraband? Is it illegal to sell it? <laughs> there was like virtually no secondary market at that can point. Can you still rent it? Probably not. Not unless you want to end up in fucking Gitmo. Getting tortured. And mouse. High on PCP. Man, mice high on PCP. That would be... Someone's probably giving mice PCP, right? I mean, I think medically, to even learn what PCP was, that's got to be how right. they did it. I mean, it was... <laughs> it was like, okay, PCP, let's give it this fucking it was, white mouse. It was created by scientists, you know? It's not like one of those things oh, yeah. that you can just, like, find growing somewhere, you know? It's like, PCP had to definitely be, like, synthesized in a laboratory. What was his initial <laughs> purpose? Oh, we should do more research. <laughs> like, what, what, what would PCP be developed for? We should, uh... Like, do an episode uh, coming up that's just called Research Chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> deep dive on Research Chemicals. I'm gonna edit that out, but note it. The new extra most bestest pizza from Little Caesars is topped with the most cheese and the most pepperoni for the nation's best price. And now for a secret message. Surrender to the toppings. Incredible! Extra most bestest, the most cheese and most pepperoni for just six bucks. Pizza, pizza. I want to show you something. This is the money we could save by switching from fresh-packed California crushed tomatoes to concentrated tomato paste. I want to show you something, too. I got a new door. Go. Go take a look at it. Nobody uses better ingredients than Little Caesars. Like fresh-packed California crushed tomatoes. Pick up a large hot and ready classic for just five bucks. Pizza, pizza. Nobody gives you the prices that we do. Nobody saves you the money that we do. Nobody gives you the choices that we do. Nobody else has it Ready. like we do. Well, let me tell you, nobody, nobody. For dinner time value, there's nobody like Little Caesars. Voted best value in America five years in a row. Plus, our $5 pepperoni and $8 three meat treat pizzas are ready whenever you walk in. Beat. Here's your hot and ready pizza. No calling? No waiting? There's no rules! What's this, sir? Back on. There's one rule! Pick up a large hot and ready pepperoni pizza for $5. Only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Here's your hot and ready pizza. No calling or waiting? High 85. 20, 40, 60, 85! Get a hot and ready pepperoni pizza for $5 or a deep, deep dish rate only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Hey, Little Caesars has been making dough by hand from scratch every day for over 50 years. How come we never change anything? Because the recipe is laminated. So this can never change? Lamination is forever. 
nobody uses better ingredients than Little Caesars. Like dough made fresh from scratch each day. Pick up a large hot and ready classic for just five bucks. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, so, so other jobs. <laughs> yeah, what, what else can you tell me about your resume? All right, let's, uh, go, let's go through it. Uh, <laughs> I was on a street team for a band called At The Drive-In. Uh, that was like my first like... I've heard of that band. Yeah, I've mentioned them on the show. Where they had their, their record relationship with Command, it came out on Grand Royal Records, and um, yeah. my friend Mookie had helped me get some work with that. But I, um, you know, I spent a lot of my next uh, couple years just dick riding Mookie's life. Mm. <laughs> He's this, uh, I was in a band with him. <clears throat> he was like a, a kind of a, a more uh, wealthy kid that I went to school with that I had befriended. He was the grade lower than me. That's how I was able to have like a rich friend who thought I was cool. <laughs> He's just like younger than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. That was the only advantage I had. He had everything else. It's such a weird, weird... Uh... He cleared a big whopper of a, of a ding dong. That's how you could ride on it. You said you were dick riding. I mean, I didn't, it didn't have to be sexual. It was such a long No, no, penis. but I mean, you know. I just, you know everybody yeah. was surfing. Exactly that. Surfing Mookie's dick. <laughs> surfing Mookie's dick. And, um... Uh, Shout, shout out to Mookie. He went on later to start a band called Genghis Tron that did all right, I think. Apologies to, to Mookie. <laughs> yeah, got a lot of this, but Mookie, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whopper of a ding dong, hell of a guy. <laughs> he, um, he helped me get a lot of jobs, including, this is my favorite one, uh, I had dropped out of, of college. <laughs> Had nothing to do. He helped you do that? No. Well, I mean, we were in a band together, so he was just like, cool, you can come to practice more. <laughs> yeah, but, but he was like kind of psyched, you know. But, yeah. you know, he's one grade down. So um, he had this summer internship at this um, uh, public relations uh, firm called Girly Action. They did, like, musical artists mostly. And uh, I got a job there by when he went to go to college, I just started showing up instead. And he was like, it's so disorganized, it's fine. Just, like, go in there and just start doing... He told me what his job was. Yeah. Just viral marketing, which is, like, just posting on message boards and stuff like that about, right. like, releases. And, you know, also you have to sort mail. He told me everything I had to do, and I just, like, knew what to do. Yeah. So I was just, like, doing it. And then <laughs> the... the uh, office manager's like, are you getting paid yet? Like, he would get paid cash. Um, it would be 240 a week, which for me back then was the most money I'd ever had in my life. That yeah. was my own money. I never had, like, $240, like, rent-free. I lived with my mom, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, Did you get paid yet? I'm like, no, I didn't get paid yet. And he just hands me 240 and he's like, you got to fill out a time card. I know you're new, but you have to, like, write it down. I, mean, I don't, don't, <laughs> like, don't want to have to chase you down for your money. You want your money, right? And I was like, yeah, sorry. He's like, okay. And that's how I got that job. I never interviewed or anything. I just started showing up. That's and pretty I, good. And I worked there for three and a half years doing nothing. Nothing. Wow. And the, actually, the, the people who ran that came into the factory one time, and they were like, there you are. That's where you belong. Oh, really? <laughs> they saw me. They're like, "Oh my God, Joe!" I'm like, "Hey." His name was also Joe. I'm like, "Hey, Joe, what's up?" He's like, "So you work here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I work at a factory." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "Wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It's crazy. Like, how long? Like, when did you work for me?" And I was like, "Um, it was like, it was like 2002 to 2005." He's like, "That long?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that long." <laughs> 
He, like, he was like, could not believe I was there for three years. But I was. And um, I would just IM babes on, on my computer all day. I would just be IMing babes. Oh, you'd be IMing babes? Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, like piglets, you know? Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, babes. They, like, they can like herd sheep. Those, that's the ones. Um, and um, I was just like, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything. And there was no, um, there was no accountability for my job. Like there was nothing that I was expected to produce except like uh, there was like a mail room and like there was other people who worked there. But if it like they didn't finish it, I would get yelled at, but it always would get done. Yeah. <laughs> Even with, with like no prodding for me, those kids just always sorted the mail out and sent it. So I was just on the computer all day getting paid $240 cash. Every week, week. Every week for to fun. To I am babes. I am babes, you know, just hang out, <laughs> you know, make flyers for shows that no one was going to go to. That almost sounds like uh, someone's name, like I am babes. Like, I am babes. Or like if your name's Barbara, you could say like I am babs. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I worked there a really long time and eventually they figured out I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. They felt really bad. <laughs> they gave me 500 bucks because everyone liked me. I was really like nice to everyone. Like I wasn't a dick. I knew this was like the sweetest gig. So I'm always like, you need something? Like, this is really cool. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, who wants lunch? I'm getting lunch. And, like, you know, I had to do that anyway, but I was like so enthusiastic about it. I never treated it like it was like... You know, but it was just something that you were you were you were basically ripping people off. You know, that's the thing. Like, I, you I didn't was, want them to think that like uh, they were uh, losing money for no reason. Right. So any <laughs> little shitty thing they wanted me to do, I would be so excited to do it. Yeah. And um, you know, one time, uh, what I liked <laughs> is the office shared a floor with this record label called Play It Again, Sam, and they had their own bathroom, which was closer to my computer than the one in the office. Yeah. So I'd like to take my shits there because those dudes were never really around, you know? So I would take dumps there all the time. It was like super private. And one time I was taking a dump in there and there was like a really hard knock on the door and I wasn't even used to um, anyone even fucking with me when I was back there. So I was like, oh, oh, hey, sorry, I'm almost done. But it was like one of those ones where it was like taking a long time to wipe and I wasn't really quite done, but I was like, oh shit, like I'm not really supposed to be in here. So they're like trying to wrap it up as fast as you can, you know? And uh, they just kept pounding even though it's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm almost done. Uh, but then the third time I like, you know, I have a shitty temper. So it like kind of flipped, I got mad. And I said, you know, don't get your fucking, this is, this is the exact review that I use. <laughs> This is the exact verbiage I, I chose. Uh, don't get your fucking panties in a twist. That's what came out, you know. So I'm fucking done. <laughs> Finally, I wash my hands. I open the door. I'm ready to be like, hey man, I'm sorry, but like I told, like, I, I won't use it anymore. But don't be like just pound the door like a maniac. I'm ready to like kind of get into it a little bit, you know. Yeah. Open the door. Who's there? The entire band, La Tigre. Yeah. Who is by is like represented by girly action? They were in the office, and I guess they one of them needed the bathroom, and they said, "Well, there's one out in the back that no one ever uses, and they really needed it." And I yelled at this uh, these feminist icons to not get their panties in a twist. 
And uh, that's the only time I ever got in trouble with that job. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, smooth sailing. Right. But I'm gonna throw this one out there. Me getting fired? Eerily soon after. <laughs> All right, well, do you think they were related in any way? Do you think like maybe it, maybe it led to people looking a little bit more critically at what you actually do when you go in there? That was it. It wasn't that what I did, because I apologized, and uh, everyone was pretty cool. I'm still Facebook friends with Kathleen Hanna. Because like, I apologized. I like, was like, hey, little, like, hey, remember the bathroom? She's like, okay, I'll add you back. <laughs> I do remember that. You were very nice about that. And I was, but after that, all much like Tupac, all eyes on me, dude. Yeah. Because it was like a big, like, everyone knew about it. It was like, whoa. First of all, he's always, first of all, he's always shitting back there. I'm like, yeah, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, you can't do shitting back there. So, like, I got a bunch of heat for, like, just shitting back there all the time. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that was a big issue. Like, we, we, have, a, we have our bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? What do you do all day? Like, ah! <laughs> I don't know, stuff. <laughs> Chatting up honeys on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they they were very nice when they fired me. They're just like, there's just like, no, I think she's like in a very redundant position. You know, we're getting away from viral marketing, which it wasn't true, but she's like, we're getting away from whatever it is you think you're doing. You know, <laughs> you know we're going to switch to, like, stuff that's real and, yeah. <laughs> and pay someone else to do it. But she gave me 500 bucks. Right. And I was like, hey, you know, thank you. Uh, you know, bye. <laughs> and, I, and I left. And uh, <laughs> I never saw any of those people again. Until they came into the factory. Yeah, I have all of them on Facebook. They're like the weird. They're like definitely the weirdest Facebook friends I have. Like the ones that I have from that era. Like yeah. I barely remember those people. It was like I left that place over 13 years ago, and I still have all of them on Facebook. <laughs> it's kind of weird that it's like this weird like collection of like the ghouls of your past. Right. Is all that Facebook is kind of. Yeah, sort of. It's uh, a. <laughs> it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, after that, I went to that bike shop that I, I worked at for like two years. And that's, we've never talked about that before, but that's like why I was on the people's court. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But we, we, could, we could table that for some other time. We'll skip over that. I feel like that's not interesting. What was really interesting is I used to work at American Apparel. You went to American Apparel. Now, I feel like that was the craziest job I ever had, though. Because it was kind of during, like, the cult of American Apparel. Do you remember, like, in the mid-2000s <laughs> where, like, it was just, like, everywhere. Like, the back of every free newspaper was just some, like, tiny... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tiny Asian woman wearing, like, thigh-high socks only. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I should get a, a blue t-shirt from here. It's going to be really soft and expensive. It's, yeah, <laughs> this is a soft, expensive shirt. The advertising for, um, I remember, like, the American Apparel ads really didn't necessarily apply to anything that I might even want to wear, you know? Right. It was, it was all, like, that was the that was the clothing company that basically did, like, porn ads, What right? Yeah, the guy, the, like, this main <laughs> dude, uh, Dave Charney, yeah. who I've met. Really? Yeah, he was very hands-on. 
Well, they, yeah, <laughs> they did like very, uh, like, I mean, you know, like, sexuality is something that advertisers use for any company, really, but American Apparel, it was really pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was too much. It was, they really went as far as they could. And it was like... Maybe was, farther than they should have. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of the models were people who worked there. Yeah. And I even worked with a couple of people who were like using not maybe the bigger advertisements, but like, you know, it was really weird to work, um, especially mm -hmm. I worked downstairs in the stock room. Yeah. That's, uh... Who was it? It was one of those phone numbers, you know, that just like calls you and then it's like a scam. Like yeah. immediately. All right. Like, uh, it's one of three things. Like, um, it's about your car, which I don't have one. <clears throat> yeah. It's about your Blue Cross Blue Shield, which, um, um, it's not my health insurance carrier. I do have health insurance, just not that. And, uh, what's the other one? Uh, usually student loan stuff, which, um, that would be a different type of call if it were real. Right. I, uh... I get calls for someone named Timothy a lot. Oh, okay, McVeigh. Not Timothy McVeigh. Oh, Timothy Bruce. I probably shouldn't say that. But what? like, <laughs> look. I got well, it. I mean, no, <laughs> fuck it, because he's been inconveniencing me for years. Okay, well, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe this will bring him out into the, the light. Yeah, no, I get calls for people asking me Timothy all the time, and I, I used to just hang up, but now it's like I've been trying to correct people so that they don't call me again. Oh, yeah, right. You always want to just be like, hey, just so you know, this yeah. is the, don't ever use these numbers yeah, again. Yeah, definitely not Timothy. <laughs> and they, it, he seems to be, based on the questions that they ask, he seems to be from Florida. Uh, and so... Wait, Miami? Uh, maybe Miami. Ooh. Maybe... Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, Gainesville. That's in Georgia, I think. There's probably Gainesville, Florida. There's a Gainesville in Florida and then Georgia. Anyway. <laughs> someone said Timothy Bruce. Only, actually, only a couple, maybe two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, motherfucker. Now I know your identity. So I like... I just, I wanted to go, I wanted to contact him in some way, this Timothy Bruce, and tell him, like, hey, can you tell these people your right number, your correct number? Because they're looking for you, man. <laughs> there's, like, there's all sorts of fucking people looking for you. So I did a very brief uh, Facebook search and gave up. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's one of those two first name people. Timothy Bruce, or there's maybe, like, Bruce Timothy's out there. You know, sometimes, all right. Like, I used to, uh, like, search for my name on Facebook to see how many Mike Bowsers there were. Sure. And uh, turns out there's a good amount, and some of them are just straight-up maniacs. They've got, like, six friends, and, like, <laughs> their profile picture's, like, out of focus or something, and they're just, like, holding a gun. You know what I mean? Like, there, there are Mike Bowsers like that, and they are also Timothy Bruce's like that, I guess. I do love it when you get, like, the dredges of, of the name. On Facebook, like yeah. here are the least popular Michael Bowser's on Facebook, and they're all nuts. Yeah, because they have to be. That's why no one wants to be friends with them on Facebook. I mean, there's some because they're probably posting wild shit too. You know, it's probably yeah. like a really entertaining follow, and nobody wants to bite. It's gotta be so. Uh, I mean, it's such an interesting thing because Mike Bowser. Anytime anyone said that around me, I've thought like, oh, that's me, right? Yeah, it is. But 
there are like dozens of people that I've just found on social media just like just I, like years ago you know I just was into this like uh, just like looking up like all these other Mike Bowsers and um, there's they seem to be so different for me Oh yeah, but also lead their own lives where they're like the only Mike Bowser in their circle. It's it's kind of a weird thing. Oh yeah, no. If uh, I mean for my name, my name is is uh, fairly common. Yeah, but a lot of, lot of Somars. A lot of Somars is a very popular last name. Yeah, but it's always like uh, it's fun to see them. They get like a Caesar haircut. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like how many Caesar haircuts does your name generate? Or like uh, was it those Alabama bangs? Alabama bangs? I'm a, you know, it's like when the hair is really short, but there's like just these little tiny bangs right here. Like uh, all yeah, the yeah. guys who work at like Turtle Bay have them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you work at Turtle Bay, you have Alabama bangs. You got the Bama bangs. But hey, that Shout hang- out to Turtle Bay. Uh, Shout out to Turtle Bay. Check out the Hangover Pizza. That's my favorite. What's that they say over there? Uh, also the steak. Roll Tide? Roll Tide. That's true. They do say that in Alabama. Well, they get the Bama Bangs out of Turtle Bay. <laughs> anyway, I would love to get some Turtle Bay right now. Do you want to order some? Yeah. Okay, you want? I'm using my phone. Do you want to call? Do you think it is more <laughs> expensive if you're uh, way further away than we usually are when we order from Turtle Bay? <laughs> Turtle Bay? You think they even deliver this far out? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we would really have to. I would them. kill for a hangover pizza right now. Yeah. Oh baby. I just no. I don't want to order from Turtle Bay. That just seems like a stupid idea. It seems like a stupid thing to attempt. I really want to eat some Turtle Bay steaks right now. Sounds good. You want to just go to the grocery store and pick up some beef? No. And cook it? Maybe like, get out of here. Cook it. Uh, it's not. It's not just that. You got to get some. You got the Kerrygold butter. And you got good sea salt here. What do you got? We've got like uh, some, uh, you know, like kosher salt. Okay. We've got some. I'm uh, listening. Just like, uh, I believe like unsalted uh, sticks of butter. Mm. Um. See what else they have there? Potatoes. I don't know if we have any potatoes, but uh, we've got. Uh, we have bananas. We have bananas. We got some apples. Yeah, I can do steak and nanners. Um, steak and nanners. Just like a steak and nanner sandwich. I mean. Yeah, bread. It's good the next day. That's um. <laughs> With the leftovers. Anyway, <laughs> so I worked at a worked at a very feral. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, for a while, and. Uh, I got in because I had a, uh, my friend Ivy got me that job. Everyone just gets me a job. I, I can't get my own jobs. Yeah. I guess is what I'm realizing just now. Uh, <laughs> as I tell every story about how I got a job, and it's because someone got it for me. Yeah. Um, damn. Well, this is this current job. Jen got it for you. No. <laughs> Come on. I got it on my own. All right. All right. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She didn't get me that first one where we worked together, but yeah, she got me the second. He got, he got you the first one. That, you know, Jessica <laughs> found the ad on Craigslist. I can't even take credit. She's like, you could probably do this. All right. <laughs> I, uh, All right. So you, you, you work at American Apparel, though. That's right. That's the point. That you, the got point. A, you got a job at American Apparel, regardless of how you got it. Doesn't matter, really. You signed, you signed the, the papers, you work there. I did, and I was, I was a, a pariah for many reasons. Um... <laughs> One of them was I didn't really have the, the work ethic they were looking for in the stock room. It's very, uh, very jock mentality almost. It was like a lot of like super diesel dudes who were very aggressive wearing like low v-necks, like listening to loud rap music and like running up and down flights of stairs holding like 
hangers full of like dainty clothes, you know, just like all day long. Yeah. And they all took a great pride in it. They called themselves runners. Like, <laughs> you know, because they're running upstairs to bring someone like some like uh, some leggings, you know. Well. Yeah, well, I know. I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. Nah, it's just but, worth knocking. Uh, they just, but they, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't fit in well. I like the, I like the rap music. Loved it, even. But they would always question <laughs> how genuine my love for it was. <laughs> Constantly, I wasn't even like really allowed to enjoy the music. I feel like if I liked it or knew something about it, they were always telling me like, "Shut up." <laughs> Yeah. Very aggressive. Um, the ma- the main guy there was this guy. We'll call him Ed. Ed Napper. Ed Napper. Uh, we'll call him Ed Napper. He uh, <laughs> that's his name. That's what we're calling him that. But he. Uh, <laughs> you think if he was if he was a rap star, his name would be like Kid Napper? Maybe. I mean, I don't know what he went to jail for, but he went to jail mm. while I was working there. He got arrested and was, like, gone for a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this guy who's, like, such a shithead to me all the time, he's finally gone. This is awesome. Yeah. But he got out super quick. <laughs> well, I think that's good. I mean, it sounds like he didn't do anything that bad. Well, sure. But he was gone for, let's say, I think it was about six months. In that six months, I had managed to... Desperately request a transfer to a more chill store. Yeah. <laughs> like, I needed it. I was, like, about to get fired pretty much when he got arrested. This guy hated me. Yeah. And I was like, can I please just not be at this store? I live in Brooklyn. Put me in one of the Brooklyn stores. And, I, I you know, that makes sense. And I could just... Yeah. I don't have to come into Manhattan every fucking day to, like, get screamed at for 8 to 12 hours a day. You know, yeah. you never knew when you would get out there too, because it's like it was one of those places like they would uh, stay till all the work was done, and it was like one guy had to be satisfied for everyone to leave. I fucking hate jobs like that. That should be illegal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You're just like held hostage. Like, yeah, you can leave, but you're gonna be fired. I'm like, I've worked for eleven hours. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the kind of shit they would pull there all the time. Right, it's a fucking terrible place to work, but. <clears throat> Allegedly, no. Fucking, I was there. They're fucking done anyway. But <laughs> when um, wait, is American apparently even still around? Or no, that? no, no. I'm like talking shit on the dead, dude. <laughs> Wasn't that photographer guy? He like Dub Charney. Yeah. His name? Yeah. Didn't he sort of go down for being like a little too handsy? Yes. And I like saw shit like that. Like yeah. I saw him do it. It was so easy to believe. Like yeah, I saw him do that. So. <laughs> Um, I got transferred to a store really near my house, and it was just the best. Um, they were all a little leery of me, but they were, you know, like, okay, we got another person. We don't need another person, but we got another person. Ed gets back out. He gets out of jail. When he gets out of jail, he starts kind of like going store to store, meeting with everybody. He sees when I'm at this store. Yeah. In the meeting where he, he just, like, shits on everything I say... He makes fun of me. I try to make one joke about him because he mispronounced and misused the word consecutively. He asked, they said that we all need to start working consecutively. And I said, is that what you wanted to say? And he shot me this look like he was going to strangle me right there. A thing he's done before. Not to me, but to other people. He's a criminal. He, 
I've seen him strangle someone too. That's not alleged. I've seen him strangle someone. Not me, but someone else. I would admit it if he strangled me. I would be. Right, I, wish right, he, right. I wish he did. Not like I wish he would. Like I wish that I had more. Like no, like dudes. But I saw it happen to someone else, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but it definitely, it <laughs> definitely felt like I was in the danger zone. Right. After me, he pulls me aside, and he's like, "You real fucking lucky you got transferred while I was gone. You never said jail." <laughs> Made it seem like a little vacay. Well, he's on his sabbatical. Yeah. Um, you're really lucky you didn't get fired. It's like, I don't like the way this fucking store is running. So you're going to tell me everything they do. If you want to keep working here, that's what you're going to do. Oh, really? So he was, he was, uh, this, uh, this lunatic. <laughs> this lunatic. Is, uh, trying to, to be an informant on this, uh, Brooklyn, uh, American Apparel. Absolutely. All right. And he promised me more responsibility if I, you know, came through for him. He didn't like the stock manager that was there. Um, kind of, I forget his name. I think it was Mike. This guy's got some people problems, you know? Yeah, he does. And he, he, he told me first order of business is Mike. And I was like, okay. Like, you tell me everything that motherfucker does. You tell me when he comes in. You tell me, like, like I want you to... I was like, okay. So... I guess really early on, I caught him being late, and he just kind of slipped in, and like while we were doing like a perfect fill, yeah. just this thing. Well, after we close, we have to make sure the sales racks are filled to this exact specification as according to the floor plan, and that all the merchandise is accounted for. So you're doing like a really quick inventory too. Yeah, it is horrible, and you have to do it every week. So he just showed up like super late for one, like oh hey guys, sorry, he, like showed up with like a pizza. I was like, oh, pizza? Sorry. And everyone was like, oh, all right, that's annoying, but fine. I told him. And uh, I remember Ed's reaction to this. Like, motherfucker thinks he can throw a pizza party, huh? <laughs> Get a hot and ready deep, deep dish pizza for $8 or a large pepperoni for 5 only in Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Get a hot and ready deep, deep dish pizza for $8 or a large pepperoni for 5 only in Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. The cheese is melty and the crust is crunchy. This combo's hot and ready for you. Just trust me. Get four slices of deep, deep dish. Plus one beverage for just five bucks. Pizza, pizza. Hey, uh, I was just... Who are they? Instead of yes men, I've surrounded myself with no men to make sure we never change our ingredients. Well, we'd save a lot of money by using frozen pizza cheese instead of fresh mozzarella and Munster. No. I believe you have your answer. Nobody uses better ingredients than Little Caesars. Like fresh, never frozen mozzarella and monster cheese. Pick up a large, hot and ready classic for just five bucks. Pizza, pizza. When Little Caesars unveiled the caramelized cheese crust of their new deep, deep dish pizza, it was so incredible that three astro scientists bravely shrunk themselves down to study it. Little Caesars, home of the $5 hot and ready pizza, proudly introduces the new deep, deep dish pizza with eight crunchy corner slices hot and ready every day for just eight bucks. Pizza, pizza. Little Caesars deep, deep dish pizza has eight crispy corners of caramelized cheese that will make your lips quiver, your knees knock, and your hair stand on end. 
He ain't lying. <laughs> Motherfucker thinks he can throw a pizza party, huh? So, <laughs> literally like two days later, Mike just stops showing up and Ed shows up like, yeah, there's gonna be some changes around here. We're gonna move some personnel around. Mike is no longer with us. <laughs> oh, I was like, did you kill him? A little worried that he might have murdered him. Uh, like Mike still had stuff in the store. Ed took it. He's like, I'll take his stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, here you go. He took like a fucking boom box and a jacket and he left. <laughs> he also left a hoodie, but it was my size, so I pretended it was mine. Yeah. He's like, who's is this? I was like, that's mine. And I just like put it on and zipped it up. Well, you're like the accomplice anyway. If he's, if he's looting like stuff, yeah. you should get something as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not proud to admit this now, but at the time I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> as I was like zipping up the sweater shirt, I'm like, yeah, I figured it out. Yeah. You're like, who's next? <laughs> you know? Like, I got really full of myself really quickly because like I had been just like. You just sniped some guy. <laughs> he just wanted to get pizza for his first first house. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so <laughs> he gets fired. He makes the guy, um, this guy Brian, the manager. Brian. <sighs> yeah, I'm not gonna say his last name. That way I could. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of Brian's out there. But yeah. So only about fifty eight Brian's with that exact name. <laughs> <laughs> I can do. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. No one from that world is gonna hear this because I don't. I just don't, I can't imagine. If they did, whatever, cool, bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Nothing! Alright, so, so anyway, Brian Sanchez! No, Brian. <laughs> um, they make this guy Brian the manager. And now, Brian's a funny guy. He was always. <laughs> no, it, you did, you ruined it. That's no, uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, <laughs> Brian was a weird guy. He was in a. He was a, a younger guy, although he appeared to be much older. He was about 22, but he definitely seemed like he was like in his late 30s. Just his yeah. demeanor, his looks, everything about him. He just Wait, he was 22, but he seemed like he was in his late 30s. He looked it and he acted like it. Wow. Yeah, he had that sort of like downtrodden, cynical, kind of like, it just he looked like he'd already been chewed up by the world. I couldn't believe that he was only in his early 20s. <laughs> it's true. So he had this relationship with this this woman Emily that I guess he had been with her since high school, and I th it was the only woman that he had ever been with. Yeah. Uh, but he did not love her, like at all. He actually talked about her pretty negatively most of the time, like what a you know uh, what a bitch she was, etc. And it was never really. Uh, he didn't even seem like, uh, she didn't even seem that bad. I just think he didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Yeah. And he, uh, so he would uh, take that out on us a lot as a manager. He would uh, get kind of like, you know, he'd get in a fight with her very clearly on the phone, like right outside the stock room, then come in and yell at everyone. It was like, you know, it was really sad. He was, guys was obviously falling apart. So then uh, we had our Christmas party, which was at a hotel. And it was at a pool party in a hotel. There was like a sauna. It was way too sexy for me to be there. I was definitely like the least sexy person at the entire party. It was like <laughs> all these people with like hot bodies, like getting drunk and like splashing around. 
I went into the sauna because I figured no one would really have to see me in there because it was like really steamy. Yeah. And then I like um I see like a silhouette of like two people like hooking up and I'm like kind of get curious. So I like I like 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 I approach them like in the fog is like partying as I walk towards them. And it's just like um, these uh, two dudes that I worked with at the previous store were just like one was sucking the other one's dick. Just like <laughs> I did not know they had. I didn't think either was gay. And I mean, it doesn't really matter. But at this party, they were super gay. He was just like just going to town on him, and I got like really close before I kind of figured out what was going on. And then I just kind of backed away, like oh, hey, <laughs> like I didn't I didn't want to like seem like I was like. I didn't want him to think I was interested, but also not interested. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm not a homophobe, so I'm down for what y'all are up to right now. This is sick, but you should be doing that. I should not be like inches away from it. That's not, that's not cool. So I'm, I'm going to leave. So at this party, you know, I'm like one of the only people not getting late. Even Brian... <laughs> Even Brian, Even Brian gets laid at this party. He makes out with this girl who works upstairs. Yeah. Um, she has the same name as one of my old pet dogs. So out of respect <laughs> to that dog, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just call her Clementine. Now Clementine, <laughs> not Clementine. There's an A in there. It's Clementine. Clementine. Now Clementine. <laughs> and Brian hooked up at this party and actually they went back to her place and they had sex the second woman he had ever had sex with right. so he comes in the next day same clothes like oh hey hey you there like saw you and uh clementine up there going to town on each other what what happened he's like i cheated on emily <laughs> And, uh, and, and I says, I, well, well, you know, if you explain her you were drunk and you were making out with her, maybe she won't like be as nice. Like, oh no, I, I fucked her. I fucked, I fucked her last night. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, then yeah, you totally, yeah, you super cheated on her. Well, what's she gonna do? He's like, well, obviously the next step is telling her. And I, and I said, I mean, it's not the most common play but you know like <laughs> big ups that's the you know I, I can see that i can see you going that route um all right um he's like yeah i'm actually gonna leave early right now to go uh to go do that i'm like oh okay we got a lot to do he's like yeah well you know personal day right <laughs> and uh <laughs> he leaves I immediately text dad hey Brian's leaving early. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just like a pig and shit, like, <laughs> got him. You know? I'm, <laughs> and, and he's like, where's he going? He's like, all right, to tell his girlfriend he fucked some other chick. <laughs> and then he wrote back, law. So, <laughs> so we, we Brian uh, comes back later in the day. He's not scheduled to be there anymore, but he comes back at like, you know, like 10. I'm still there. And he's like, that did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked him, well, what happened? Like, yeah, she was very upset at me. Um, you know, uh, she took a lot of my things out of the apartment. So um, I'm not really sure where I'm going to stay tonight, but... Uh, <laughs> 
yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. Uh, I gotta find a place to stay. Uh, I'll probably go upstairs to uh, Clementine see if she's gonna let me stay with her. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I say to him even like, Ooh, like you can't stay with, like he had like a friend there, like this guy, Izzy. It's like, why you wanna stay with Izzy? Like, stay at his house. Like, no, no, he's got a lot going on. I don't wanna, uh, no, that's okay. I'm gonna ask Clementine if I could go stay with her. I was like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> cause, cause you didn't have any kind of relationship with her up until like a couple hours ago when you had sex with her. <laughs> and that was like kind of your first point. <laughs> So I feel like moving in with her is like, it's really soon. Yeah. But he did it anyway. Um, <laughs> from her side of it, and I talked to her about it later on, she said the way that he had described it to her was that, well, you kind of ruined my relationship, so you kind of owe me one. Is how he put it. <laughs> and she just like didn't have it in her to argue that. So she's just like, you can stay one week. And, and he's like, thank you, thank you, that's all I need. I'm gonna probably just try to get her back. He even said, I'm probably just gonna try to get her back. So that's great, that's all I need. And she. Could take up to a week. The whole time he's staying with her, he's fucking her every night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get Emily back, but he's also <laughs> fucking this chick every single night. Now, and I guess it's like they're connecting. Like, I guess the sex was good because they're having fun. Yeah. So, you know, good for her. She even said the sex was good. It's like, oh, cool. Good for you. So she was letting him give it to her and stay there for free for a week. And then they got, like, kind of drunk together. And, um... She was like, I guess, feeling adventurous and said, you want to put it in my butt? And he's, and he's like, um, are you sure? I mean, are you really, do you really want me to? And she's like, just do it. Like, this, is, this is, again, from her side of the story, you're telling me. She's like, yeah, just do it. I don't care. And uh, so he starts having anal sex with her, and he finishes right there pretty fast. Um, I guess it was a sensation he wasn't used to. It overwhelmed him. He leaves the room immediately, and she's like waiting like a long time. Like what? He just like this dude just nutted in my ass and then like <laughs> left the room, just like just disappeared for like twenty minutes. She's not gonna go to get him like a towel or something. No, so she cleans herself up and she goes in the living room and he's just still naked, and he's. Crouched down on the floor, kind of like like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the, the beginning of Terminator when he first gets there. And he's like just nude and just like crouching and just like weeping, just like he can't. And he's just crying and crying. It's like, what is wrong? He's like, I've never been with a woman like that before. <laughs> and just like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I just I. I guess I thought if I ever did that, it would be to Emily. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you have to leave my house tomorrow, okay? <laughs> like, this is, this is no, no more of this. This is over. And you know what? He won her back. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sure he left out a lot of information. Yeah. 
while he was pleading his case. Right. I think he's like, I got all my honesty out of the way at the beginning. <laughs> maybe I don't tell her like I butt fucked her while I was staying with her, and it made me so emotional. <laughs> then it was, um, I got evicted. <laughs> I made mean, such a scene, and um, probably fired like a week and a half later for skipping work early. <laughs> the number two. But, right, yeah. so that was the, that was the second person that you got fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> under 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 much weirder circumstances, yeah. like you know the pizza party. All right, a pizza party. <laughs> Second one, uh, the guy cheats on his girlfriend and then yeah. uh, tells her about it. He stays with the girl that he cheated on her with while right. trying to win the girl back. Has sex with her multiple times. Has anal sex. <laughs> breaks down into tears and then just gets kicked out of this other girl's apartment. Right. The other girl takes him back. She does. And then he gets fired. <laughs> Yeah, like, maybe, like, a couple days after he's, like, back in there, boom, fired. <laughs> what a weird uh, couple weeks for, for that guy. Yeah, he could have just, he could have just not fucked that girl at that if party. If he didn't fuck the girl after the Christmas party, he would have not been fired. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. In a way, that was his story. He was the hero there. Really. Yeah. <laughs> he's my hero, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, the narrator. Right. Well, see, you're just you're just like watching all this stuff go down and just getting everybody canned. Yeah. Yeah. So what what happened? Did anyone else get fired later? Yeah. At that point, they both got replaced by people that would last longer than me. Um, the <laughs> next person that got fired was his friend Izzy, but that was really easy because he sucked. I didn't have to even do anything. He just got fired on his own. Couldn't take credit for that one. What did what did you get out of uh, of uh, snarking on everyone around? Um, they let me do inventories at a couple other stores. I got paid for that. <laughs> 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 I was like, I had some good amount of money for a little bit. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got paid a lot. Like I was like constantly on the clock. I wouldn't have to clock out when I would go to another store and do something. And oh, okay. That, that was kind of it. They were just like throwing money at me, but then. Um, I uh, requested to transfer to New Orleans, and uh, I got written up one time by Ed, and he threw it back at me when I asked him. Like, I thought we were still cool. And I was like, hey, something going to New Orleans. Like, well, we don't transfer employees that have uh, been written up. I was like, when was I written up? It's like, you don't remember when your shoes stank? <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, remember when I wrote you up because your shoes stank? <laughs> And I said, yeah, I do, actually. That was like a year and a half ago. It was like, I can't transfer you. you got a write-up. All right? So this is your two weeks. I was like, what? And the conversation went so bad, he just told me to not even bother to show up because it kind of went south after that. I was like, what do you mean two weeks? I like just like flipped out. Like I felt so betrayed. He's like, you know what? You know what? Better yet, just... You're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just looked at Jessica. Like, I called, you know, like, oh, I'm going to call Ed and talk about that transfer. And then she watched me over the course of 10 minutes get fired <laughs> from my job for just asking a question. <laughs> you get fired on your day off. Yeah, it was my like day off. I was like, oh, shit, you know what? Got to get with Ed about this. He's going to be so cool. He loves a little sniper. Boom. 
<laughs> sent me over to New Orleans and we sniped some Nola people. Nope. It's fine. So that was cool. I had a lot less money uh, than I thought I would when I moved here. That was really cool. I factored out I'm getting at least another couple grand before I leave. No. I moved here with $980. That's all I had left. It's really banking on that last check, just like, power me through. 